0: You're listening to episode 270 of the Comics Pals. We're a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. So
1: here's my burning question for everyone, since this is our Christmas edition or our holiday edition. Which comic book character was most likely to be visited by three ghosts last night? Ooh, Moon Knight. <laughs> no, those are just his personalities. It's not,
2: not Christmas ghosts, just regular ghosts. <laughs> uh Wolverine. My mind immediately Ooh. went to Wilson Fisk. I don't know.
1: Boy, the Christmas of the Ghost of Christmas Past probably spent a long time on Wolverine's past. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's just him three times. <laughs> yeah. Uh John Constantine. Oh, that's kinda of fun. He's gonna exercise no. them yeah he would probably exercise them or they'd be ghosts of his friends
1: oh is that fun at least i don't know
3: no it would he would have been the reason they were ghosts and yeah it would probably be sad <laughs> it would be very sad really light, real really really like christmas
1: right eve yeah <laughs> i was gonna say like lex luthor or something sure i like ghosts he's a real scrooge <laughs>
0: yeah he is the dc scrooge <laughs>
1: Well, DC also owns. Oh, that's Disney. So Disney would be like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. We've seen that's that movie. A,
3: that's that already exists. That's, that's, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> but have they crossed over with the MCU? Mm, not, not yet. Not yet. Howard oh,
1: Scrooge McHoward the Duck. McHoward in, the Duck.
0: In <laughs> an MCU scenario, would Scrooge McDuck be? a multiverse version of Howard, could they have a meeting in Secret Wars? Whoa. Oh, oh I love. like that. <clears throat> yeah. I've I heard love. worse ideas. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm not even into it, but I just threw it Spider-Man, out Spider-Man you know? No Way
2: Home got off the floor. That might as well. There's uh, a there's a rich history of, of Disney ducks in comics. You know, Let's, <laughs> We got to just get them r- rolled into the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize this, but... In the original draft of Iron Man from 2008, Robert Downey Jr.'s face turn was actually because he was visited by three ghosts.
4: I believe that. Is that true?
1: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't lie. he As he shakes his head, oh, no. I'm, yeah. I
1: <laughs> The listeners and viewers at home.
0: Wow, How are you going to lie to the listeners? How are you going to lie to me? On Christmas. On Christmas. On
1: this, the day of our Savior's birth, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, hold on. <laughs> no,
0: my Savior is Kevin Feige. My he Savior saved has me a from, lot better facial hair, I'll tell you that right now. He saved me from having to watch all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <gasps> he did.
2: He did deliver you from that evil.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Wait till uh, that
1: Marvel what if.
0: <laughs> what if what if Sean killed himself Christmas halfway through the Pirates of the Caribbean Marathon live on Twitch? <laughs> Why? Oh, you don't even know because um we had a bet where if okay, Spider-Man came out already. It is what it is. I'm yep, sorry yep. if you if you guys didn't see it. Skip this part if you need to bet that if Andrew Garfield and Tom Toby McGuire did not appear in uh, No Way Home, that I would have to watch all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and stream it. And I said, the only one who can save me from this fate is Kevin Feige. That's right. He did. So thankfully he came through for me.
1: It sucks that you got put on the end of that bet, and no one else had to be on the other end of it. Like if they were in the movie, oh, then no, like I, everyone else would have to read onslaught or something.
4: I had a uh, I had a condition. I had to say things oh, with yes. a smile. Yeah, it was tough. You, I thought it was, I don't
1: believe you actually were able to accomplish it.
4: He I, no, you know, I did, he was I did the whole thing. He did. He did his oh, best. Watch I back. did the whole thing. Yeah, watch the YouTube. Back. I'm
1: happy. I'm Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I thought Toby Maguire looked like a normal 40-year-old man. That's a Protestant
1: smile if I've ever seen one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh this is our last show of the year, which is uh pretty cool, I guess. We've done how long have we been doing this? For uh five years, five four years, years five years, five, yeah. So this is like our f- la- our fifth end of year episode. God. Um as ever we're going to go over our predictions from last year what we got right and what we got wrong should be interesting we're going to make some project predictions for the new year uh we've got news as ever um we're going to be watching the dr strange multiverse of madness trailer together we're going to talk about the return of the punisher that should be interesting let's go uh and uh A huge casting announcement for Batgirl that definitely casts a shadow over that movie. Um, A bat sized shadow, if you will. Not a bat light? Huh? Not a bat bat light? light.
1: The bat light casts the shadow. That's what he's trying Uh, to do. Ah,
3: I see. Okay.
2: I like how you said um, bat light and not bat signal, which is an actual thing in the universe where there's
0: a light he, and. He, you got to remember who you're talking to. I know, he Marco. probably thinks it's called the bat light.
3: <laughs> what else would it mean The bat signal? Silly! It's a fucking light. No, no, no! Bro. It's a he's, signal.
0: He's Look, talking about a signal light. That helps. Yeah, some sometimes Batman night. gets scared. <laughs>
4: After you tuck me in, don't forget to turn on my nighty (laughs) lighty. The
1: bat bat light.
0: Alfred, I'm scared of bats and I'm scared of the dark. (laughs) Unreal. What's the Um, point of
4: all those push ups if you're scared of the dark, Master (laughs) Boos? (laughs) Who are you (laughs) calling Master Master (laughs) Boos?
5: i can't
2: believe we got michael kane off for the last show of the year it's
5: incredible
0: wow lucky you,
4: us
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> wow <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it does have a
1: looming shadow you're right <laughs>
0: We do have uh, some some stuff to talk about. Uh, I have an announcement to make of my own. Uh, I actually learned this week that I have COVID, um, so that sucks. That's That's been afflicting myself and my girlfriend the whole week, so our Christmas was a little bit weird. Uh, we're going to live, I'm pretty sure, something like it'd have to be a crazy turn for me to just die. Now, um, and we'll see what happens next episode. That's true. Yeah, if I'm not here, <laughs> good <then> attitude, Marco. <laughs> just assume that I'm dead. So,
4: someone probably should have volunteered to host for you, Leon. You know, like good friends, good co hosts of the podcast. I, I've people, learned people expect. who could breathe.
0: It's, it's, this is what it is. This is my life. Wow.
1: Well, um, okay, you really could have stepped up to the plate, but guess what? Yeah, struck out before you even got there. Mm
0: hmm.
4: He just called himself out. You got to know you're at bat before you can.
1: (laughs) He was practicing his Protestant smile instead of knowing that he was up in the batting order.
0: If you want to help me survive COVID... Um, One thing that I heard really helps is to see your subscribers numbers go up on YouTube. (laughs) I have heard that. So Yeah. So if you want to give me the gift of of surviving COVID, just head on over to YouTube.com slash comics pals and subscribe to our channel for free. Like the video, share it with your friends. All that stuff's free to do. And it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Leave us a rating and a review. Follow wherever you listen to us. Spotify now does um, five star. You can give shows ratings now so head on over to spotify give us a five-star rating over there if um you're so inclined thank you very much hope you all had a tremendous christmas um obviously uh with omicron sweeping several nations uh christmas is a little different this year um last year we kind of got a reprieve or at least some of us did um but this year, of course, not, not the best. Uh, so hopefully you able you were able to find fun and you got some cool comic swag. Send us pictures of whatever it is that you got for Christmas if you were hyped about it, because um, we like that kind of shit.
2: Yo, uh friend of the show, Brian Del Pozo, posted his Christmas gift haul, and he got a gargoyles action
1: figure, and I'm fucking jealous. That's Yo. Cool. <laughs> Right away, how lucky are we that we were able to go to New York Comic Con, leave unscathed, and the first case of the new variant happened at Otaku Con in New York like a month later?
3: I, what we're more glad of is that I didn't actually go, because I had plans to just Oh my
1: god! Go. <laughs> of course you did, you
0: weeb! <laughs> you definitely would have caught COVID. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Marco would have, like... <laughs> dodging <laughs> bullets left and right. You would have caught the weeb variant.
3: It's the worst of them all
1: The the Naruto variants
3: (laughs) It has a weird side effect of you walking up And giving you anime eyes
1: You start doing the Naruto run everywhere Yeah, yeah,
0: Nani, huh? Nani? (laughs) Uh, In addition to the fact As we discussed last week That this is indeed Pete's last show On the podcast uh, Phil does actually Have an announcement to make as well So I'm going to turn it over to
1: Phil yeah due to uh career situations i i'm sure everyone has noticed for the last six weeks I, and really for the last half year i haven't really really been able to be on the show uh, i got a promotion at my job recently that's made it far more difficult for me to be able to do the show uh and i have to leave as well um this has been a very difficult decision uh i've been hemming and hawing over about it for about a month two months three months now um Hopefully, I can make appearances in the future. Uh, but for now, it's goodbye for me as well. Uh, I just want to thank everyone at home listening and watching all these years for you know really supporting us and supporting the show. This has been a light in my life for five years that I've treasured uh, with all my heart and soul uh, during some dark times and struggling times. This was always the highlight of my week, being able to do this with four of my very dearest friends. And, um, I'm really going to miss doing this every week, but, um, you know, my, my job that has me work irregular regular hours and has worked, had me work irregular regular hours for four years is hasn't gotten any easier and I've gotten more responsibility and, um, I, I just don't have the time to be able to do the show anymore. Like I'd want to. So uh, this is going to be my last episode as a full-time pal as well.
0: Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 sad, but life does throw you curveballs and people have to, you know, um, rise to the occasion. Phil, you know, we're going to miss you, man. Um, it's been a hell of a ride and a pleasure uh, over these last five years. Um, hopefully this isn't goodbye forever, but, you know, we, we get it. And um, my hope is that we can make this last episode of the year this last episode of us the five of us as a unit um a special one so let's make
1: it a real banger
0: yeah
1: and then when i come on next time you can ridicule me for not knowing what's going on which you know i know
0: you guys bit your tongues
1: for last year you know because i already didn't know what was going on but now you could make fun of me for it
0: i mean you've never really known what was <laughs> going on which shows was this
1: <laughs> video <of> game pals <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to talk about that new metroid is that a thing is that a thing?
4: Well, that's actually, actually more is. current. That's you know, that's pretty good, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> a month off, but you know. Okay. Have you guys seen this new show, Riverdale? Let's start a podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the epic highs and lows of high school football. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> Two knowing words from the show. The listeners uh sounded off about Pete's announcement from last week, so I'm gonna turn it over to Pete uh for you know those uh for our, our listener mail segment.
2: Frankly I don't feel like we could have orchestrated this better because I appreciate that all the kind words are about me and there's nothing for Phil. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> pretty, that's that's a good feeling. Uh okay so this first one comes from uh Kilgore Trout who wrote this in
1: substitute the words of Pete with Phil.
2: <laughs> uh Kilgore wrote in and said I don't understand the interest in NFTs. It makes no sense to me well <laughs> Yo, thank you so so nice thoughtful. words about pete yeah no uh sorry to hear pete won't be a part of the show anymore i'll definitely miss hearing his viewpoints plus where else will i get my dose of crazy woody woodpecker laughs joking aside you will be missed on the show take care pete thank Parker, you so you need much to make Gilbert. a
1: soundboard
3: oh ooh, okay okay tyler has one we can get we can get some nice high quality cuts there yeah, that well, that uh, transitions very well into uh,
2: our next comment from Harris, who wrote in and said, farewells to uh, to Pete. Uh, uh, well, I'll still hear you on the other pods or uh, long friend, time friend. Well, thank you for that, Harris. Uh, and he said, maybe record uh, the random question of the week shout as a soundbite till it will remain as a bit. Well, uh, you know, I'm happy to provide and I'll, I'll let Marco and, uh, you know,
4: uh, and Tyler's soundboard decide. <laughs> Here's the thing that most people don't know. The first one Pete did is actually so loud that we've never had to repeat it. It's still echoing. It's the same time. one.
1: <laughs> it's in a special audio chamber. We just open it up. Yeah, all it's we crazy. have to do is hold
4: the all we have to do is hold the mic into the air and just <laughs> the hyperbolic random question chamber. Oh my
2: god uh this next one comes from link who wrote in and said was really sad to hear the announcement but i completely understand the decision of course pete you will be missed wish you all the best uh thank you so much and then this next one came from Kefis, who wrote in and said man just listening to the latest ep uh really gonna miss you pete you're a great voice and almost relentlessly positive and it's always been appreciated on the other hand sean Sopak's rant against cassandra nova is the highlight of my week thus far
0: Phil, did you see that announcement about Cassandra Nova, man?
1: No, what happened?
0: Okay, because I needed you last week. You're the only person on this show who will really get this. So Cassandra Nova, of course, you know, the opening salvo villain from Grant Morrison's new X-Men. Yes. Is returning to the X-Men world, will be a member of Krakoa as a part of the Marauders. Wait, what? yeah
1: how's that fit yeah, yeah great right question. exactly <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to like they're gonna have to nerf they're gonna have to like,
0: what <laughs> so in x-men red from years ago uh she was made to feel the weight of everything she yeah. did on genosha and so now the idea is that because of that she wants to do right by mutants
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. Like I don't. Uh, anything can have narrative purpose, you know. But it feels uh, like I, I understand the temptation to want to dig into the well. But sometimes it's best to leave the well alone.
3: <laughs> anything could have narrative purpose. We don't need to do anything. It's
1: like they <laughs> brought anti-monitor back, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, what are you doing?" And then it was nothing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I shared my thoughts last week. I won't go into it again, except to say, uh, fuck this idea. Yeah, well, anyway, all
1: right, we're going to miss you, Hickman.
5: <laughs> <Lord>.
2: <laughs> uh, OK, sorry, <laughs> forgot I'm still on the job here. Uh, this next one comes from uh, Matthew Murphy on our Spider-Man No Way Home review, who said, Sean, you think Electro and Venom are worse than the lizard?
0: Um I don't remember if I said that. Actually no, I probably did. Um yes, in their respective movies and we're talking Topher grace venom, yeah, and and Jamie Foxx from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes, I think they're they're really bad. Uh, I think that Lizard had redeeming qualities in the first one. Being, you know, a a person who was a friend of Peter's dad um, and stuff like that. Uh, I got a little more out of that than Venom. Venom, I liked just the last fight scene, but his dialogue was god awful. The acting was bad. The CG was bad. There was just nothing good about it. It didn't Um, have that
2: awesome theme song.
0: Didn't have a cool theme. Uh, and it was too much Topher grace in my face. I didn't like it. I don't <laughs> like his face. I wasn't I didn't like it. Um and with Electro, he was just a weird like creep. That's all he was. a weird super fan creep. i, I don't I don't like that. I think that was rough. Um, Did- so yes, i I think I do feel that way.
1: Did Spider-Man three ruin for Grace's career?
0: Yes, <laughs> damn. Don't absolutely. Laugh. That, mean laugh, uh, but why yeah. not laugh that, i mean it's it's a funny fact <laughs> I, mean, I, I do believe it to be true the Topher grace ruined toby mcguire's career oh uh, no okay he did that on his own Damn. <laughs> well he didn't you know he he didn't really want to continue to act as much he wanted to do other things so
1: yeah
0: see biscuit Holy <laughs> oh, shit! That was a movie that came out. You know that that came out in between Spider-Man yeah. one and two. Yeah, that was like uh, Spider-Man one point five.
1: Uh, Peter <laughs> Parker becomes a jockey. Yo, real. It's so funny. In when I was forty-five, when
2: I was a kid, I had that movie on DVD and I saw it because I was like Spider-Man. It's in this movie. I gotta see it.
1: I love Tobey Maguire. Oh McGuire. my god! <laughs> Winning a horse race takes a lot of responsibility and great power. Didn't he?
4: actually hurt himself on that movie too.
1: What? C Biscuit the horse? I think
4: he hurt his back. Yes.
5: C Biscuit really had to carry that movie, you know? I, that's why Tony McGuire
1: doesn't act much anymore. Yeah. C Biscuit had to carry that movie. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> he had to carry a jockey and the race and the movie. <laughs> it's oh lot. my god
2: it's a lot on his horsey shoulders <laughs> this one goes from Kilgore Trout also on our Spider-Man review uh, and Kilgore went in and said haven't seen it yet I came here specifically to have you all spoil it and I love that that's hilarious to me that's a love language,
0: that's a love language. <laughs> I appreciate that dude that you would choose us to spoil the movie for the you the movie event of the team. year
2: yeah <laughs> Uh, Kilgar wrote in again on our Radiant Black 11 review and said, I'll keep reading Radiant Black because I've gotten every issue so thus far. Uh, I'll I'll check out the one-shot Supermassive in issue number one of Rogue Sun, but I'm not interested in the five-issue miniseries Radiant Red. I hope it stays focused on Radiant Black and doesn't turn into the Power Rangers. It feels like Kyle is throwing spaghetti at a wall, but I liked how it began and where it felt like it was going before it went all
3: over the place.
4: Hmm. Yeah, mm. I think it needs to turn into the Power Rangers
3: same yeah that's why I'm looking forward to Supermassives because I kind of I want that experience before focusing on the individual characters
1: is it kind of hackneyed to like do be a Power Ranger writer and then leave and do your own thing it's like kind of like Power Rangers but it's my own thing and then all right, I'm doing Power Rangers again <laughs> I
4: <laughs> well, don't know he was pretty upfront about it <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i mean no go ahead go ahead ahead. i was gonna say frankly i feel like that's the move like you know like i love when people do that when they're like oh yeah like i did this lauded run on this uh ip that i don't have access to anymore let me just make my own version of it and just Mm -hmm. do it better is like that's often a recipe for either disaster or incredible success and either way it's usually a fun ride can't wait to see mattel pick it up
3: (laughs) (laughs) that'd be wild
0: that's uh, that's a little bit Alan Moore esque, right? He wanted to do Watchmen with certain characters, and they yeah. said, nah. yeah. So he said, "Okay, I'll make my own characters, and I'll make them bigger," and he succeeded at that. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, shit, Image Comics. What are
1: you talking about? Everyone knows Captain Adam
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Doctor Manhattan. Right. Never heard
2: of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got one more.
2: Ah, uh, this one comes from Fernando R, who wrote it and said, Off oh, good, great content, great channel. Happy holidays,
4: Fernando.
1: Thank
4: you. Do we
2: make you horny? Oof, I think we just lost a listener. <laughs> oh no, oh, did we? Yeah, saw- lost a listener or gained two. So, how long until uh, Tyler takes that soundbite and puts it on his board? Because do we make you horny?"
3: Feels like a thing that Tyler will get a lot oh, of. No, got two. Out of. <laughs> there you that go. Was
0: really creepy. <laughs> good call out,
3: Pete. P- good call out because I, I, I like heard it but didn't take notice. And now I'm marking down the there time. There you go, Marco.
1: I know you all think that Pete's leaving the show on his own, but we're actually kicking him off for saying shit like I'm that. I'm fired. I yeah. You horny. <laughs> Kale
0: said it first. Yeah. T- I was going to say, to be fair, Kale did, uh, Listen, Open that can of worms.
4: If y'all thought you could fire me, you would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, this is
1: like a bus station terminal. He lives here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> y'all,
4: come, y'all are the ones that come and go. I have to be
1: here. <laughs> We're done recording. Kale sits in front of his computer <laughs> with his mic on and his video cam on, and he's just like... <laughs> Seven more days. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: just he just pulls out like a blanket, pulls it over himself, and just c- curls over. Anytime oh Jess God. comes to bother me, he's like,
0: <laughs> "I'm waiting for the show."
4: <laughs> <laughs> my friends will be
1: About back in stars. six days. <laughs> Do you even like doing the show? No, but it's my show. Damn it! <laughs>
4: if I stay here long enough, one of them will die, <laughs> And then it'll be mine.
1: <laughs> Still not hosting though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh wait you want me to watch spider-man uh you know what i got covid sorry
4: Uh, how how can i not move and get hit by a bus
1: there's no video projector at this bus station
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait you want me to host (laughs) ah shit i got bit by my dog
1: that doesn't do it for me brother
0: (laughs) <laughs> wait you want me to post the show oh man i can't i uh i feel like a fat pig
2: <laughs> <laughs> i hate too much sashimi brother <laughs>
5: Social media? Wait, I can't. <laughs>
0: Twitter? I don't even have that on my phone. <laughs> oh my god!
1: I'm busy looking up pictures above of the love sponge, brother.
4: Get that reference.
1: We're, we're still talking about the whole Kogan sex tape. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my! Five god. years later. <laughs> I think that was like ten years ago.
0: Yeah, that's that's old as shit. <clears throat> All right. Um uh, wow. Let's let's do the pals pulls. Um Phil chose Book of Evil, number one. Oh
1: man, you caught me mid-sip. Uh yeah, that's the new comicsology book by uh, Scott Snyder and Jock, who are a famous duo before Greg capullo was ever involved. My understanding, based on premise alone is that it is a uh, dystopian future where 90% of uh, the population are born as psychopaths.
0: Whoa.
1: And it sounds so over the top and zany that I gotta check it out.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Oh,
4: I was thinking of Night of the Ghoul. I was... Um, the one he's doing, is Snyder's doing with uh, Frank Avia. Yeah. Mm. That's right. I thought.
1: baby. Comes out Christmas Eve or... Stupid. New Year's Eve, which is on (laughs) Friday. Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, we we had to edit ourselves on the show. Stupid.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's me. I didn't address
1: you. I'm using stupid the adjective, not the noun. (laughs) Shit. My listener mail next week is all like, God, I can't believe I'm
3: so happy he's leaving.
0: (laughs) Marco Marco chose the human target number three.
3: Uh, This book's been a lot of fun. Tom King, Greg Smallwood. I was not on the review uh, and I just caught up. I just read it yesterday and it's good shit. It's a good energy, really good vibe from. Smallwood and Tom King's writing is like on point, so I've I've been having a lot of fun with it. Looking forward,
0: yeah, it's the good shit. Yep. <clears throat> um, Pete and I chose Devil's Reign number two. Yeah, so we did the
2: review of this one. I don't know, I go last month whenever it happened last, <laughs> and uh, I I had fun with it. You know, like I uh, the. Chip Zdarsky, Daredevil stuff is something that like I've been meaning to get around to. Um, Sean and Phil have both sung its praises uh, often and loudly, um, and I just have never gotten around to taking the plunge. So this is kind of like my first taste of it. Um, obviously, with a lot of other characters sprinkled in, and I was interested in what was going on. It's it's like detail, dealing with a lot of characters that I have a ton of affection for. Um, you know, I really love like the street level heroes, and it's like. All of that crew coming together to deal with this, you know, um, thing that's going on with Kingpin, who's another character that I'm really fond of. So I don't want to spoil exactly what's happening because the end of the first issue is like a bit of a reveal. Um, But it's it seems like it's going to be a fun ride. And it's the kind of like this is the kind of event that I um, vibe with. More so than like the really, really big high stakes stuff, you know, um, an excuse to like pull these characters together and to like see characters that we don't really see that often, too. Like, I don't remember the last time I saw Jessica Jones pop up in anything, you know, um, is is cool. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to number two.
0: Ditto. Uh and then myself, Marco and Kale all chose Swamp Thing Green Hell, number one.
3: Let's fucking go, boys. Yes, please. Shout out to this one for me too. This one is is cool. Jeff Lemire, uh, Doug Mankey, and it's mm. gonna deal with parliaments. So Parliament of the Red, the Green, yeah. the Rot, and I've been hungry for that for a while. We haven't touched on it, and so uh, definitely excited to to come back to that kind of um to those concepts. Real cool shit. I recently read the uh, the beginning of the new fifty two
4: Animal Man. And learned oh. about the the Parliament of the Red. Real uh, good, yeah. Very into that. Uh, very Christmas! You think yeah. about it. Parliament of
1: the Green, the Red and Parliament Green. Yeah, red. I
4: love it. <laughs> and the Rot.
1: Is this a Christmas book,
4: guys?
3: Might as well yeah. be.
4: <laughs> um, Doug Monk on art is an interesting choice. I'm very um, I go back and forth with him. I think Just mostly say. I don't like his stuff. Really? But he That's does like have uh he does have a a horror sensibility that I think would do really, really well for a what sensibility? Horror sensibility. Oh, oh okay, okay.
1: <laughs> a <sound> bite there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Doug uh Doug Mankey, I've been following him on, on uh Instagram and uh he's also recently got into like weightlifting. Oh. But, like super weightlifting. My dude can like he could probably crush me, like with with his bicep. So He's scary.
1: Was him Was his creation of Bane like a male wish fulfillment for him? The vein? <laughs> Bane. 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 Oh
2: Jesus Christ! This guy doesn't know shit about Batman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like
2: the bat
5: light.
1: is villain, the vein. <laughs> does have. Vane.
2: Quick, policeman Gordo, get the bat light. Vane is here. <laughs> it's like you know, you know, it's like when you would go to like the the flea market and they'd have those like the Chinese Justice League like knockoff toys, yeah, and it's yeah. like Batman and Shrek. <laughs> oh God!
3: Oh. In the same packaging. <laughs> Just Sean
0: felt him. that viscerally. Sure. Sean, just, Sean just had a war flashback. I just took mental damage. I hate those souls. Yeah. Just think, Police
1: Chief Gordo. Cardinal, go get the Batman. We got to get Vane. We got to stop the Vane and Dog Woman.
0: Oh my god. That's right? <laughs> Quick. It'll be like a green, a green Spider-Man toy called like Tarantula. <laughs> the Tarantula yeah. Spider-Man,
1: <laughs> and a bunch of like repainted Mattel Power Rangers from the nineties. I was, love, like, I Dino love Force. I love the narrative that Batman needs help, so he's like, I gotta call my
2: strongest
1: ally, Shrek. <laughs>
3: <laughs> gotta get oh. him out of the swamp. <laughs>
1: You weren't jo- you weren't joking, Commissioner Gordon. This is overwhelming. Oh no, <laughs> no! I can't do
5: this
1: Somebody <laughs> wants. I, Commissioner Gordon.
2: Don't. I'm game. sorry. I'm sorry, police policeman Gordon. <laughs> The legally Gordo. distinct policeman Gordo
0: Oh my god Wow Well uh it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a a send off if we didn't do this one last time so in the spirit of the comics pals I have a question for you guys
1: I'm sure it's a normal one probably has to do with gothic city (laughs) hot
2: topic city oh my gosh Uh, so I guess what you're saying is it's
5: time for the random question of the
0: week Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I was hoping Zoom was going to
3: do that thing like lobby chat. Where like, auto the-
4: shuts down. Yeah.
3: <sighs> no, no, no. You
2: can't stop me.
1: <laughs> oh, so- damn. I just got a news notification. I said that there was a tornado reported in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Uh,
0: my question is what is everyone's favorite Pete moment? Or memory on the show.
2: Please. Pete, <laughs> not Phil. Just wanna remind
3: everyone. <clears throat> He's the one that likes Goku, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I I'm gonna just I'll jump out the gate while you guys think. Um and I don't I don't know if it's my definite favorite, but I know that it's just been a running gag on the show for Almost all of five years, and you guys know how I love my narratives. Uh, the Eastmaster, <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude, it's been so long since that
2: one's come up, too. <laughs> like, there was a reason for it somewhat recently.
1: I'm picturing the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi thing where it's like, Obi Wan Kenobi east master that's a name i haven't heard (laughs) (laughs) of course i know him he's
0: me (laughs) pete Pete just has this like intimate knowledge of everything happening in the east East, whether it be china japan (laughs) you know the koreas wherever uh he actually just (laughs) displayed it right now having a keen knowledge that shrek and batman in the east are you know Close personal friends. They're allies. This is the kind of knowledge that Pete possesses, and it is because he is the East Master, the Shrek of China. Who could forget?
1: I've been listening to <laughs> the Made in Korea reviews, and he just is like, actually, that's that's not correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was his favorite book of the year. <laughs> it, was. it was my favorite book of the year. It sense. Oh my god.
3: i there was this one interview and i'm struggling to remember but uh you had taken the like the the conversation narrative in a really interesting way that engaged them fuck was it brian hill no that's so vague i'm (laughs) i'm I'm trying to remember the like the the creator but like it's been 700 episodes like
1: (laughs) i remember one time you said something so loud.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My
4: doctor still
1: says I have hearing loss because of it.
3: But, but I, I remember because um, when we used to work at another place, like uh, a lot of the interview uh, questions and stuff had, had come from, or like, like the the learning had come from you. And um, it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, yes, like like these are the things that for any future time I need to remember and like figure out, you know, how do I – uh the the thing that really sticks out is like not asking leading questions um because it doesn't get you to like the core of the concept that you really want to pull from somebody and um that's something that i continue to to think about anytime we have a guest on i don't usually talk but um even for stuff when we do like near comic-con interviews um when we back when we used to do them a bit more uh frequently i used to do interviews was trying to ensure that that was something um I'd always make sure to do. So I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the conversations that, that you've helped to to develop and build here.
1: Thanks buddy. That's nice. I, uh, I have several things I can think of up the top of my head. I uh, remember the newlywed game show we did a year and a half ago Yes. Uh, and, uh, Pete and Sarah were on and they had more synergy than Mar- Marco and Mari did or Kale and Jess did. Of course not Sean and Rebecca, but, uh, you know, second best is second place, no good. disgrace. I'll take that. <laughs> a far more new relationship than Sean or Rebecca, so like are good, all things considered. Um uh one thing I'll always appreciate is uh during any news segment, Pete will go first and talk for five straight minutes and give the rest of us yep. time to think about what we need to say. <laughs> <laughs> much much needed stalling. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna um... have to
4: we're gonna have to learn how to edit again to cut around <laughs> <two matches. laughs>
1: <laughs> um uh, of course uh several cons in a row of doing film me in with pete pete was always the producer he took a lot of pride being the producer uh, a lot of dumb material that got left left on the cutting room floor and worse yet was left in the video <laughs> <laughs> uh was, yeah always just a, a romp you know to team up with pete in knows i don't know pete's the best
2: thanks buddy Fill me in is, I I think that's my magnum opus.
1: I think that's the best thing I'll ever create. (laughs) I think the worst thing he's ever brought to the show was making us read shit like Invincible. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) There it is. Well, listen, I had to do a callback to the early episodes where I was your Bugs Bunny to your daffy duck.
2: (laughs) Yeah, now we just have that dynamic in real life. It's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not even true. Now, I want to uh, offer Pete the space to say if he has a favorite moment or wants to shout out any moment from the show uh, that uh, stands out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think when I think back on, like, specific episodes, um, I, there are, like, ones from different eras of the show that stick out to me. Like, one that I always think about is, um, I think it's, like, the like this. It's in the first ten. I don't remember which one it is, but the one where we where we just talked about uh super villains that we would have rather been president than Donald Trump, um <laughs> is I think remains one of the dumbest fucking topics we've ever had, and it was so fucking funny to me. I forgot about um, that, and I I think back on that from time to time, um and especially with you know what's. Been
1: going on with Kingpin as yeah. a
2: character as he enters the political sphere and everything. Um,
1: yeah, and Trump are both wearing like uh, Hawaiian shirts these days.
2: <laughs> Similar fashion sense, those two.
5: Uh-huh.
2: Um, but you know, I also I think about like I don't know if he was the first guest that we had on the show, but I remember the first time we had Chris Sabella on the show. That was like that's one remains one of my my favorite memories on the show because it. You know, it was like a great conversation. And I remember he stuck around for like the entire episode and talked about all the news with us and everything. And, you know, we had never had um, whether or not he was the first uh, creator guest, I I don't believe he was, but that was the first time we ever had somebody for like a really long time like that. And the fact that like we had just met and we kind of like clicked and we're having fun and everything like that's something that um, I always think about, you know, when we do have guests on the show is i think the thing that i think the reason we get such good interviews is that um the show is a fun environment and it's often easy for creators to pick up on that and feel comfortable and and you know um just screw around with us and have fun um and i think like that's that's the thing that stands out to me the most is just you know um how many times uh we find ourselves in situations where we're just trying to like one up each other and then think of what's the most next ridiculous thing that we can say. Um, <laughs> those are those are always like I think the most fun episodes and and you know obviously it's always fun when we get to um dig in and talk about you know really serious stuff as well, like you know, like major developments in the industry are really uncomfortable topics, and you know i'm I'm glad that we've always been able to have those conversations here and and like walk away feeling like you know um like i learned something from those conversations um but yeah i think like my my favorite memories are all the ones of just us fucking around and you know like being as uh wild and wacky as as we can get
3: (laughs) uh pete that was episode four
1: four episode (laughs) four yeah wow that's
3: Back nuts. in the day. Pete's
1: favorite episode was five years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of, one of. It's been all downhill from, there. <laughs> from episode
2: four, you know.
0: While we're at it, why don't we do the same for Phil? Oh, Might we as well, to right? Do that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start again because nobody makes me laugh on this show more than Phil. And I could cite a million examples. But again, I love my narratives. And my favorite thing that happens on this show is when Phil fucks with Pete and Pete gets really mad. Yep. One of my favorite <laughs> memories of this podcast is when we did is it for the Spider-Man whatever reason. Huh? Is it the Spider-Man? Not the Spider-Man. No, it's when we did. <clears throat> <clears throat> I <laughs> oh, can't man. even get through it <laughs> We did the Star Wars review the last Jedi for whatever reason we chose to do that mm. and Phil and Pete just got into it really bad and it was so funny <laughs> um uh, just just amazing amazing during the Venom movie release. <laughs> um, <laughs> when pete kept saying it was gonna suck and that was the origin i believe of could be good i think so (laughs) Um, i think it is (laughs) and i think pete had to didn't you have to make a recording for phil's brother
2: i yeah we we i don't i don't even know if i like lost
0: a bet or if we If i just
2: agreed to do it afterwards or what the deal was but i think it was a bet i maybe yeah and i i stood in front of the cardboard cutout they had at the AMC and was like, you know what, it was, it was good. I liked it. <laughs>
0: That's one of the funniest things I've I've ever seen happen. Uh, and then at Comic Con, just for whatever reason, we don't we never even talked about this. For whatever reason, any any environment we've ever been in, girls love Phil. They really do. And one year we were at, I think it was Philly Con and there were, I don't know, there was just this girl, remember? She was dressed like a cat or something.
2: And then she she was Venom another time, yeah. Yes. And she was very into Phil.
0: She was just (laughs) into Phil. And
2: it's, I I don't get it.
0: He's got some magic.
2: Well, if we're we're talking about that, my favorite example of that is when uh, he was flirting with Jerry Conway's daughter. That was crazy. Like... (laughs)
0: Yes, that's right. That was well, that's so. That's out there now. <laughs> yeah, it's out there now. <laughs> get it, get it, baby. So yeah, I mean, too many moments. Listen to any episode that fills on, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. You're just a true gem, one of the funniest people I've ever known, and I'm gonna miss that presence a lot um even just in this episode times where you would say things specifically to make me laugh (laughs) um you know i just i appreciate it all so that will be missed
1: yeah much a lot of material squarely for sean and no one else not even a listener
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think um I think similarly to what you said. I, I some of the most fun that I've had working with Phil has definitely been on uh, on Fill Me In. Um, you know, that was like a an idea that was extremely half baked um, when we first started <laughs> working on it. It was like yeah. very much like oh, like let's let's try this weird idea and see if anything comes of it. Um, And I remember even when we were recording it the first time being like, I don't know if this is funny. I don't know if this is going to come together. I don't know how this is going to be like make a narrative. But
1: I was very sleep deprived for the first one on the topic of my my job. I had worked, uh, I think, an 11 to 7 or 2 to 10 shift that day and went to Philly Con afterwards. And I was exhausted. (laughs) I was up for like, you know, 30 straight hours or something. And I go in there and I'm just
2: like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. That weekend is like overall one of my favorite like experiences that we had. Like we rented an Airbnb and we get there and there was like not that many creators. So we were like, all right, like let's, let's use the time and like do weird things and like experiment and fuck around. And like we did the vlog and like, Mm -hmm. you know, we went to Bobby's Burger Palace and all kinds of
1: weird bullshit.
2: Um yeah. Um, but yeah, getting getting to collaborate with Phil on that was was something that um, like I always really looked forward to because, uh, you know, Phil's extremely funny and good on his feet. And he made it really easy to produce because, you know, I would just kind of point him in a direction and he would give me gold, you know, um, and we got a lot of really good, funny cosplayers who, you know, were able to uh work with us on the bits you know and and give us stuff that was that was fun and getting to edit those was like literally i would just pull the background track and then just like be laughing to myself for like six hours while i put the fucking thing together you know
3: (laughs) the uh the jokester bit must have been good too that was i remember that being the jokester and the guy like turns over and it's a hard cut (laughs) oh my god
1: crime is
2: funny <laughs> one of one of my favorite shots of that too is i remember we we got a, a thing of b-roll of of phil just like running back and forth between aisles <laughs> yeah. and marco was just chasing him with the camera <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah there was that was so much fun
3: phil to this date we call spencer the goblin prince
1: that's what he is yeah. uh, marco's cat his uh first cat he got He's a little goblin. He sneezes all the time. He gets into mischief. He's a goblin prince. So, yep. Exactly. of me on Instagram with that cat sitting on my lap with a pillow on it, and he's just, he's regal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My favorite memory is cat related.
1: That that tracks. That tracks.
3: I uh,
4: mine isn't related to this show, but we worked at the other place, and this is something I'll, I'll truly never forget. Uh I didn't like Phil when I first met him.
1: Thanks. Uh
4: because I don't know if I don't know if you, the rest of you will remember he was introduced to us at the same time as another guy who oh, was like also bad. a hardcore stoner and it was like his personality.
1: Yes, I who do remember that? this. You don't have to I don't, I don't remember, remember his that name. Game. I don't I don't actually know the guy's name either. I think yeah. he was only there for a hot minute, and uh I think that was a oh, good one, time he was yeah. there. Yeah.
4: Uh, it uh, was yeah. also my first
1: day at that other place.
4: Yeah, 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 and I, I, I remember looking at his Superman shoes, and then he said, "Phil actually said out loud, yeah, my Facebook, I, uh, I, I oh changed the uh, the the first letter of my first name and the last letter of my last uh, the first letter of my last name.' So my Facebook name is Sil Facey. So my, you know, so my boss doesn't. See. He said that out loud." And I went. I don't like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what we went, it would. This was our very, our very, very first Philadelphia convention, and uh, I, I mean, this was where we were born. I had had a terrible time, and one of the things that we were doing at this place was, um, I think we were raffling off art Mm -hmm. um and
1: (laughs) stupid shit
4: yeah 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 and none of it went anywhere (laughs) so (laughs) so they were i guess i guess people were just taking this art and i I wasn't there uh but we had gotten like uh an original drawn Raphael from like the guy who did the tmnt (laughs) comics
2: Yeah, I didn't take this at all, <laughs>
4: <laughs> and uh, Phil took it for me, and he was like, "No, Kale is gonna, he's gonna be crazy for that." Um, and I, I mean, I have it to this day. I put it up everywhere I go, um, and I look at it very fondly, and I I, I remember that, and uh, I I know when we were leaving that place. Philadelphia specifically, Phil had to go to work and he thought he was going to have to make a four hour round trip. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yep. And I was like, no, absolutely not, dude. Like, we're going to pack this shit in this van that I got. We're going to sit on boxes if we have to, but you're going home. You're going to go to bed. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. Yeah. That, that is the, 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 the moment for me with, with Phil was that just that whole, Uh, that whole thing.
1: If that's not a summary of my adult life being like, oh, I have to drive to New York, then back to Philadelphia to go to work. Oh, okay. All
4: right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then Phil, do you want to share your you know, if you have any memories you want to share from the show or whatever?
1: It was just, I mean, it's always been an outlet for me to be creative and and fun. Uh, You know, I've worked my ass off the last five years and Uh, I feel like I have to be serious all the time outside of the show. Uh, Not all the time, but a lot of the time, especially with this new promotion I have, like it uh, it requires a lot more seriousness. And coming here, could let loose, just be silly, goof around with my friends, talk about comic books, which is, (laughs) believe it or not, that's why we're all here. Um, And it kept me, it not only kept me in the loop of something that was a passion of mine, but it made me more... More involved in something I was passionate in, you know, it gave me a personal opportunity to like talk to people I really admire, like you know, uh, Declan Shelby, for instance, who we've had on the show, um, and then just meet new creators too. You know, Pete mentioned Sabella, that's that's a good example. Brian um, Edward Hill was another good example. Just like a, a lot of really interesting, talented people that came on the show or we talked to outside, outside of the show because of this podcast Sean and I had the opportunity to meet Grant Morrison that was a huge high you know I I I think if Grant had hair on their head Sean would have plucked it for the altar in his room yes um (laughs) dude I I remember when we
2: had that moment we were at near Comic-Con and Grant was at the heavy metal uh booth and I was like oh you guys should go talk to grant and no they were both nervous and i was like all right i'll do it and i've never felt more like a dad like at a kid where i'm like oh can you take a can you take a picture with my boys here (laughs) and grant was of course extremely accommodating and, and very very kind
1: yeah it's 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 always been more than that though this is this is a family you know um like sean and i have hung out Outside of this podcast, I've come up and hung out with him. You know, uh, before Kale left the United States, I've hung out with Kale. I've hung out with Marco. I've hung out with Pete. Like, the, you know, this is not just a show to me. This was this. Uh, I hate saying was. This is this is more than that. Like, this is a. This is the appeal of our show is that we are five close friends, and that's the thing I've always treasured most even with dumb bits like uh uh canadian wolverine or new jersey batman or uh any of the other stupid bits that we'd come up with um (laughs) like uh when we played uh um the the last quiz game we played and i forgot the rules of it for the christmas episode last year (laughs) even though it was in front of me and i wrote them down (laughs) um no this has always been this is like a sanctuary and i hope everyone listening to this show feels the same way too because it really is you know there's that famous meme from a few years ago of like a kid eating ice cream in front of like a billboard of a bunch of other kids and like the label says podcasts (laughs) (laughs)
5: like
1: the idea of hanging out with friends that you don't actually hang out with um that's kind of what i hope we offer everyone at home this is you know we're just five friends talking comics and this is a welcoming environment. Um this is this has been one of the greatest pleasures of my life. And you know for me it's not goodbye. I, I will I will be back. Hopefully when all this COVID stuff slows down again I can be on a little more regularly again. Because right now it's fucking terrible COVID I mean.
0: Yeah um there's so much that you guys that listen, don't know about like how we got to be and why we're together and stuff like that. And those, those are like formative experiences that we all went through as a group. Uh, and so for that reason, this is, this is like a brotherhood. Um, and uh, you know, you don't just, you don't just forget that you don't just sweep that under the rug. So, um, I think I speak for all of us when I say that we'll definitely always cherish uh, the years that we had as a collective. And um, this show's not going away. It's going to obviously have to change. But one thing that I can always say is that the DNA of this podcast um, begins from a, a genuine friendship and a camaraderie and a bond that, um, you know, this is, this is what it is. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you. So yeah. Um I love you guys. I love you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys are all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is not going to be an episode full of sap because uh now we're we're going to get into our predictions from 2020 and see if we were right or wrong about how 2021 went. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have right now.
1: It's an episode of Sap, and it's about to be an episode of Crow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what do you mean? Uh, are, you, are you not prepared for Sean's victory speech, or that's how I'm assuming this
0: went? That's,
1: that's... He's going to boot us off the fucking show after we're so wrong.
0: Well, let's see. Let's, let's see, because 2021 was a weird year, as that's we true. all know. And certain things did not go the way we thought. So, how wrong were we, were you, about our <laughs> predictions for twenty twenty one? No, miss
2: strikes again. I bet. We shall see. Let's see now.
0: Let's see. Here, here we go. So, we're gonna start with, uh, what movie, what superhero movie, would would each of us enjoy the most? I gave us two picks because we weren't sure what would release and what wouldn't. As it turns out, all of our picks actually came out. Okay. Um, That's good. We got that much right. <laughs> so I'm not even going to bother reading the secondary picks or maybe I will. We'll see. Um, Marco went with Venom 2. <laughs> Damn. Uh- <laughs> so funny
3: enough, Is I haven't seen favorite? it.
1: Wait, (laughs) That's the only one I have not
3: seen.
0: So let's go to number two. Okay, no. Uh, (laughs) It was your responsibility to see your first pick because it came out in Scrub. Although I will say... Not at home. Who cares? You could have gone to the theater. You chose not to. There's pretty much no
2: way that would have been the answer, though. I don't know. (laughs) That movie was...
3: Wait, don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen it.
0: His second (laughs) pick... God. His second pick was actually Eternals. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> you know what? It's a good thing you did read the oh, second <laughs> yeah. There you go. We're over two years. Okay. Now, Pete. Pete went with... This is a big surprise, guys. What did I Pete say? Pete went with Chung chi oh, oh. Cool. That's I, the only
2: movie I didn't see. So we're, we're
0: batting a thousand here. Scrubs. Scrubs. His second pick... Also Eternals. Really? Over wow. Spider-Man? What was no I thinking? No Spider-Man. What? Okay, sure. We, no were, Spider-Man. We,
4: were, we were sure that wasn't coming out this year, though.
2: I bet you that's what my mindset was, was I was afraid yeah. that if I picked Spider-Man, it would get delayed.
1: But that was why there was two. I'm Fair not enough. I'm not defending
2: my choice. I'm trying to figure it out yeah. in my own mind of why the fuck yeah. I would do that. But
0: I,
4: I don't care. All right. Cause, yeah, because we didn't know that was going to come out until, like, july
0: august we didn't know it was gonna come out until venom 2 did well let's yeah. keep it real yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> uh kale okay. went with shang chi mm. did you oh,
1: see it yeah
4: yeah well, i saw it yeah
1: you didn't like it i remember now. No. kale doesn't
2: like any of them though so yeah most is
0: the thing right not yeah okay. so yep
1: So Kel, is that true? Would it be your favorite superhero movie? Great question.
0: I don't think you liked it more than your second pick. If I if I I think you saw you saw your second pick for sure. What was my second pick? Suicide Squad. Oh, you're right. I forgot about
4: Suicide Squad. That was your favorite. Yeah, it it was definitely Suicide Squad.
0: Damn. Does that count? Is that count as like
3: half a point? No, it counts as
0: nothing. In fact, last year, one of the bits that we did was, <laughs> Pete, Pete. well, certain people on the podcast felt that Pete was trying to get sympathy points. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. And
0: we're just not giving those away this year. Nope. It's all or nothing. Uh, <laughs> Phil chose for his uh, number one pick, Suicide Squad. Hmm.
2: Mm, I don't know. That's it's the only Super movie hard. Phil saw this year, so.
1: That's not true. Uh, I don't think it's my favorite of the year. Damn. Yep. I think it's Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And what? your backup was Venom 2. Oh, which no. It's <laughs> not a great movie. Wait, you saw it Venom 2? On- yeah, we talked about it at New York Comic Con. Shows <laughs> how much I remember
0: about it. <laughs> I, if you can believe this, chose. Spider-Man Three. No, hey, yes I did. Dude. Listen back. No. Listen no. back. Everyone's
1: like, I didn't think it was coming out this year. And Sean's like, I knew it was coming out
4: this year. He fucking he, That whole episode is probably about him going. Yeah, Spider-Man's definitely coming out next year.
0: It was actually.
1: <laughs> uh so that's I'll a shame. Take that you, point. Nah, you liked Black Widow more. We know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, the next category was which superhero show would we enjoy the most? Oh. This first one, this is an auto elimination. I'm pretty confident. Okay. Marco chose Sandman. Yeah, that's it.
3: Oh, yeah, it didn't come out.
0: Exactly. So, sorry. We had no secondary pick, so you get nothing. Um, Pete chose WandaVision. He
1: probably stands by that. Sweet, yeah. No, I
2: definitely stand by that. Hell yeah. I was afraid I would have said what if. (laughs)
0: Nope, you were smart. All right, uh, I got one. Uh, Kale chose WandaVision.
1: Do you stand by that, Kale? I mean, I feel like (laughs) yes, right?
4: More than anything else, yeah.
1: Yeah. You came on
2: all of those reviews and were generally positive, which for you is like a glowing (laughs) review.
4: (laughs) I guess, yeah.
0: Uh, I chose WandaVision That is nah, not my favorite. No, so definitely not. Which? What would you say was? Um, I'm torn right now between Falcon Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. Uh, okay. Falcon Winter Soldier was incredible, but so is Hawkeye. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, it's over. Oh, that's right. Duh. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. The last episode it.
1: had a special reveal.
0: I didn't love the last episode, so probably Falcon Winter Soldier is my favorite. But Hawkeye was up there until the last one,
1: mm.
0: um, and then Phil chose Falcon Winter Soldier.
1: Yup, 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 yup. Yeah. I know myself. Typically,
3: <laughs> are we sure that I didn't mean the audio book <laughs> to Sandman? Yeah. Well, you, the audio, you didn't the audio show. Either. I did.
1: Well, I, I have it. Sh- sh- everyone, everyone, quiet for a sec. Mark, are you looking for sympathy points?
0: <laughs> <laughs> huh?
5: Huh?
0: <Aww>. Um, <laughs> this this next one is Will.
1: Is this? sounds like a sad one.
0: Will Miles Morales oh. appear in Spider-Man Three: No Way Home? Everyone said no. Right? We all said no, we, except Sean. Right? That is absolutely incorrect. <laughs> Only nope. one of us is getting points for this. It's Marco. <laughs> I really? probably said yes. Oh I probably
3: god. said yes. Damn! Everyone, everyone yes. else said yes. Oh my yeah. god! On
0: the board, Sean the board convinced us.
3: <laughs>
1: I did. I to, if I had to guess on it, like yeah,
4: that was in my head for months. Yeah, I was absolutely sure for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Kale convinced Pete is the funny part, Damn. Like, in oh, the audio. Really? Fuck. Yeah. That's so I, good. Yeah, I
4: remember being gung ho about that. Yeah, that's Shit, the yeah. second
1: time he convinced him about something. Because last time he convinced him about something, he convinced him to leave the show. No, 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 Can I make no, jokes no. about that? Well, that one—that one—I or... mean—took
4: five years. You know, so... <laughs> just he subtly the... chipping away at my <laughs> self-esteem. <laughs> he, he put the squad together, housewives. but I knew I could kick him off.
0: <laughs> Will Batman shoot a man? in Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> did we all say yes? No. Uh, th- and and I'm pretty sure these are the only two people getting points because he did not shoot a human male in that movie. <laughs> uh, Phil and I said no.
1: Yeah, it, was, huh? it wasn't going to happen.
0: So, boom. I forgot that happened this year.
1: <laughs> oh my god, it they does did. feel like a lifetime ago.
0: Will there be a moira mctaggart solo series in 2021
1: oh i probably said oh, yes you probably, probably said, said this yes is,
0: this is unfortunate because obviously we don't know how things would have played out if yeah. it weren't for the major reshufflings but of course we know the answer was no and two of us said no no oh. those two being kale and me wow mm-hmm. i thought i was gonna say yes so thanks past sean Appreciate that. <laughs> Will there be a New York Comic-Con in a physical space in 2021? I said no. You all said yes. Oh, you what? All said what? yes. I said wow. yes. Oh. Yep. You all yeah, said remember yes. That.
1: Wow. What was I thinking? Even though I was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny because I said no and then I said yes because you all said yes.
4: Remember God. when we thought this pandemic would end? Yeah, I think I'm think sure we that said that it. out of pure optimism.
1: Because I was like, well, you know, vaccines.
4: <laughs> but
0: Pete's, Pete's logic was there's vaccine. It, it's a year from now. It, it'll probably be okay to have the event at the time, whether mm-hmm. or not people individually feel comfortable with going. And I think that was pretty spot on. Yeah, well
4: done. And to be fair, I think he was right. Because yeah. the new variant didn't come... From Until like Kong right Kong. after that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty yep. much Delta was happening, but
0: didn't stop the con. That's right. Uh, will there be a DC reboot of any kind
1: <laughs> in <laughs> 2021? That's a great question.
0: We should do this every year, <laughs> be a question
1: every single year. <laughs>
0: Bill had a very similar reaction to this question
5: <laughs> when it was initially
0: asked. And he actually he actually broke the mold and said yes. His his initial answer was LMAO. <laughs> write that he, down for this one. And then he, he uh, changed that to yes, which unfortunately makes him wrong because there was no reboot. But uh, that is really funny. <laughs> Oh um, shit, that's so funny. <laughs> and then the last one, which this is this is pretty interesting, and there might be some controversy here. The breakout creator. Oh, Who no. will be the breakout creator of 2020? Uh, I always get this one wrong. Okay. Now Marco chose.
1: Oh boy, what bullshit did he give us?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he Wait. chose Chip Zdarsky. No fucking Whoa! way. No, yeah. I think,
4: bro. I think that's spot on. Yeah, I and, mean, uh,
0: uh, hold on. Okay. Now I said, we all said, "Are you crazy?" Chip Zdarsky break out. He's already broken out. Yeah. And the caveat was, the only way that Chip Zdarsky an acceptable answer is if he puts out an event. Yeah. From Marvel. Yeah. That is not a daredevil Ah! event. Oh Ah! no! Oh shit! Okay
1: That's so specific. God damn it. That's your fault for tying yourself to that. Shit, you should have stopped an event, dude. Damn, dude. Right there.
2: Funny as hell. Right at the
1: right at the end. That's so fucking funny.
0: So this close, Marco. Dang, dude. You said. When you said Chips I want to give him
2: the pity points, but nope, no, we don't <laughs> do that here. here. Sorry. When yeah. you
1: introduced that it was Chips I was like, how did we allow that? How did we allow that? I like, <laughs> I like extremely that extremely specific because
0: it was so ridiculous that it had to be. There has to be a caveat.
3: Okay.
0: Damn, wow. that's great. Sorry, Marco. The one fucking year. It was a decent wow. shot, but he. Compared to everybody else on this list, he's already the most broken out if this year never happened. Sure. So you would have had to, it would have had to be, been extreme.
1: Marco, um, I fucking dare you to do it for next year, too. Dang, <laughs> caveats. It's Substack, man.
0: <laughs> Pete chose Gene Lewin Yang. Mm, no. You know. I, I mean, he, he had a
2: good year, but it's fine.
4: you going know, to Shay Chi this year? Yeah, yeah, he yep. did do she that. The and University he Rivers.
2: did. He had another Marvel ongoing. I think, I forget. But yeah, he he did a few things, but nothing like he had a fine year. Yeah, nothing that
1: was like crazy.
0: Phil and I chose the same creator.
1: I wonder if I chose Philip Kennedy Johnson.
0: You sure did. And that was so a good choice. I. Wow,
1: that
2: was a good choice. That was a, good choice. That was a great a, choice. A great I would absolutely. I feel like that makes sense. Now, here's
0: yeah. the argument, because Kale chose Rob V. Oh, oh s- are you sorry. fucking kidding me? Kale sorry, guys, Kale wins. Shit. Kale absolutely Holy wins. Holy
2: shit, I like, can't believe that. I, I, what I, am
3: I,
4: psychic? I Holy shit.
2: I could not mean uh, less disrespect. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, I, like, absolutely no disrespect to Philip Kennedy Johnson, but, like, Fucking come on, dude. Like, yeah, Robby is the talk of the fucking town this year.
0: What book did he even put out that you would have said that? He was he was talking Boy. about the fact that he was going to get Swamp Thing. Um, it seemed like things were kind of kind of going his way. Kale was more it was more like on a hunch than, you know. Wow. Solid evidence. What I wonder if-
4: maybe like Layla Starr had just started. No, no. Layla start started no. like like in the escape. late
3: spring. Yeah, like yeah. I, I
2: think when we interviewed Rom, it was like the first issue had just come out. Yeah, that's literally. Right. Yeah, Sean, it had we, literally
3: just come
0: out. Sean, do we hey. bother
1: defending ourselves
4: or? What did I
0: read? You know what, man? Eat. When I heard that prediction, I was like, oh, He got it. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. think yeah. I can. I don't that's think I can Incredible.
2: No, I feel like that's. I feel like that's the answer.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and give Kale the point on that one. So that's it. Kale's now slurred. all that's left <laughs> is Look for Kale's me. Face. Like, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely,
4: I've been, I knew this would happen this episode because it always happens this episode. So I was trying to remember and I went, uh, Rom V probably took it, but I probably said some shit like Leia Williams or something.
1: <laughs> this is just like, uh, when Kale won at, uh, Tyler's game. Over Sean. <laughs> Just the utter surprise. Yeah, well, the utter surprise. Well,
4: no, that was that utter was confidence, is what that was.
0: That <laughs> was utter cheating is what that was. But collusion. we'll let that rest.
4: Journey utter collusion.
0: Quister. So let's let's go ahead and, and figure out uh who actually won. So uh I did really good this year. Shit.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever won Damn. our, our... Uh, year recap.
0: I don't think you have either. Um, <laughs> I think Just the way you said it. <laughs> Pete and I actually won last year. Nice. Oh yeah, it was but I don't tie. think I've. Yeah, I don't think I've ever lost. Uh, maybe That's this hilarious.
2: Year. You've never lost,
0: but I tied you once. That's good. Yep. Well, you maybe uh, maybe you, you, you usurped me. I think, All right, so I got the point. The only one with a point in the movie, the which movie will we enjoy category? Um, in the TV show category, Kale, Phil, and Pete all got points. So Marco's the only one not on the board. That's, <clears> that's in, the way it usually goes. Yep. In the Miles Morales category, Marco got a point. Now we're oh, all on board. <laughs> will Batman weird. shoot someone? <laughs> Phil and I got a point. So we're up two <laughs> to one on everybody. Moira McTaggart, myself, and Kale got a point, so I'm up three to three to two.
1: Kale's now I'm got every, two, I believe.
0: Kale has two. Me, and I Michael have three. Have
1: one. Everyone keep track of your own points at this point.
0: Uh, I can't. In the New York Comic Con category, everybody got a point. In the DC reboot category, everybody but <laughs> Phil got a point. And in the breakout <laughs> creator category, Kale got a point. It's five to five. So it's five to five. Wow.
4: wow. Look Good at you, stuff. Kale,
2: in the champ.
4: <laughs> I still, listen, I can't believe that. What a fucking Babe Ruth ballpark. <laughs> Seriously? <home> run, like.
0: <laughs> wow. Now, I love- what I wish I had done, we're not doing it, but what I wish I had done is said that that category, the breakout creator one, is worth two points.
4: Uh, Man. Yeah, I mm-hmm. fucking wish you did that too. <laughs> I sure, I, I'm
0: sure you do.
1: How poetic is it that? Not only does the DC universe constantly fuck itself, but it fucks me
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So much fun. I love doing this every year. Uh, I have given now four speeches. This would be my fifth victory speech. (laughs) But I will be a gracious winner and allow my co-winner, to give a speech first, if you would like to shit <laughs> on these kids.
3: Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I, except me. Gen- except me. I was almost right.
4: Genuinely, I like think two points. I think the only reason I'm here today is COVID. Uh, so I'd like to thank the pandemic no. uh, for another great year. I guess. No. No. <laughs> um, Shang-Chi sucked, but Suicide Squad ruled. Um, man Rom V fucking keep burning it up I don't know it's a great year for Rom V this is where- Oscar
2: accepted speech
1: he's just thanking all the people who made this victory possible <laughs> where in the bus terminal are you gonna put your trophy your palsy
4: I'm thinking on my throne in the, the ladies bathroom and yeah in the ladies you know in the far corner of the ladies bathroom nobody goes in there
1: I love that comic um, you wrote the far corner of the ladies bathroom <laughs>
4: Yeah. Original. Um man. Wow. wow. I just I can't believe it. He's speechless.
0: Well, I can believe it. Um, I am used to victory. It uh hardly feels like anything anymore. Um, you know, it's good that you guys are leaving, Pete and Phil, because I need new competition. Uh it's just getting stale here, you know. Um I'm happy to win, you know, it's cool. Uh, Thanks to (laughs) New York Comic-Con for risking all of our lives. Uh, Thanks to Kevin Feige for making No Way Home happen. And really, thanks to the true MVP of 2021, Venom 2, for doing so well that it allowed No Way Home to release, which made my gutsy choice to say uh, that it would come out, get me a victory point. So, uh, thanks.
1: For doing so much carnage at the box office. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Nice.
1: And he wants to thank us losers, other than Kale, for sucking so much at comics.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, I hope I right, right look, look, all right, I ate shit this year, but don't lump me in with
2: you and Marco, Mr. I've never won before. I'm at That's
1: least, true. I, come on, wow. all right. Wow, You're a co-winner. I yeah. gotta say, this is pretty weak to be like, I won once. Uh, yeah, weak to say as somebody who's never won,
2: whatever. Fuck you, man. Oh, I know my shit stinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, well, unlike any uh, fallen star, I need to cling to the time when I was good. You know, so.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what happened there, yeah. You're like, I remember high school football, the triumph, <laughs> the highs and lows. <laughs> 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 the triumphs and defeats and epic highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> I was definitely a cornerback.
0: We will be doing our predictions for 2022 a little later on, but unfortunately, Phil does have to go. Uh so he's closing out 2021, leaving us a bit early. I was hoping to get your answers to these questions uh just real quick before you go.
1: Let's have, let's hear him.
0: All right. <clears throat> Which superhero movie will you enjoy the most in 2022? I have a list.
1: Okay, I, that means I will be on this episode next year.
0: Hopefully, yes. Okay. Um, Morbius. Nope. The Batman. Maybe. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Probably not. DC League of Super Pets.
1: Um, yes. <laughs> That's, That's it. One. Stop the list.
0: <laughs> or Love and Thunder. Maybe. Black Adam? Probably not. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse 2 Part 1? Likely. And The Flash? No. <laughs> Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Is that even coming out? Uh, we'll see. I'll let you pick two. That way we have the. Uh...
1: That one's got like casting problems now. Uh, it's got yeah, lead casting that's, problems. That's yes. That's a whole can of worms.
0: Uh, and then uh Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom.
1: Yeah, maybe. So what's his name directing again from uh
0: Yes, James, Wan. James, James Wan.
1: James Wan, good director. Um, ooh, it's either Spider-Verse or the Batman. Um I'm going to say they're not gonna be able to repeat their performance. I think that's gonna be too hard. I'm gonna say the Batman.
0: Interesting. Sure Do you want to pick another a backup just in case the Batman doesn't come out?
1: Spider-Verse 2.
0: Fair enough. All right. So your pick is the Batman. If for some reason the Batman does not release, then Spider-Verse 2 is your pick.
1: I understand nice. it now. I'm not gonna understand it in a year. You better drill it into my head when I'm like, why didn't I say Spider-I did say Spider-Verse?
0: <laughs> uh will Marvel announce any information about X-Men or Fantastic Four films? By that we mean any casting, a release date, or the start of filming
1: not x-men i think we'll get a little bit about fantastic four so yes yes
0: okay will dc announce a justice league film in
1: 2022
0: no okay will jonathan hickman revisit the out uh, the x-men outside of the digital first series that he's been doing with Declan chalvey in 2022 does
1: like a one shot or something count minis yes yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll say yes, just to be definitive. I think he yeah, he could do a one-shot here or there.
0: And what creator will break out in 2022?
1: Uh, okay, I haven't thought about this. Um, <laughs> Turn to my right. Maybe my bookshelf will, <laughs> will help me out here.
0: Uh, Grant Morrison? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to break out of comics. Are they? Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very multiversity. Yeah. Um, shoot. Um, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, hmm. How about Daniel Warren
0: Johnson? Oh, good choice, strong choice, good choice. Huh, okay. Well, uh, hopefully, it's not going to be until the 2022 prediction show uh, until we see you again, but certainly we will be paying attention to these prediction choices to see how right or wrong you, well, more likely how wrong uh, <laughs> you are in 2022. And if I do decide to add any questions to this, yeah, which just may up. happen between now and the end of the show, I'll just ask you them later.
1: Watch me be on in six weeks, just like the last, like, yeah, I missed the last six weeks. So I'm just on again in six weeks. <laughs> Fair enough yeah um it's been a real pleasure doing this show guys i'm very sad to um not be able to do it full-time anymore um this show has been very formative to me as a person i think and i've learned a lot about myself i've learned a lot about just i I think i've been a become a better person because of this show i really do and uh i'm I'm really gonna miss being able to do this every week so i really want to thank I want to thank the listeners for giving us the opportunity to bullshit and giving us an audience to listen to us, but really sincerely, I want to thank the four of you for being the best friends anyone could ever ask for.
0: Truly. Yeah, man, it's been a ride and it's not over. So thank you. And um, fuck Tyler for trying to encroach
1: on my spot. Just kidding. (laughs) kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a sound bite <laughs> he's trying to fuck on me <laughs> 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 all right i gotta get up at one in the morning everyone so good night and good luck
0: take care <laughs> Good night, care, buddy. Bud. so phil may be gone for now um but we still have quite a bit more show to do uh before we are done with this year so we're going to keep things rolling. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man No Way Home. The billion-dollar baby breaks the box office again. Huge success from Spider-Man No Way Home. It made a billion dollars. What? Um, yes, it made a billion dollars. That's it's so weird how
2: simultaneously very and not very shocking that is as a piece of news.
3: Yeah. like
4: Marco, Marco what did you think this piece of news was going to be about?
3: I, I thought it would be like, oh, it does the best of the pandemic movies, like 500 million or something. I don't know.
4: So, But when Sean said the billion dollar, that wasn't a clue to you at all? But, like, <laughs> but like, It's
3: wild to think that it made that. Like, I thought it was on this because it's like it made some money. And then he said a billion dollars. That's kind of crazy.
0: It is, but it's not, you know, we've talked on the show a lot about how uh, whether or not people are tired of theaters, whether or not there are franchises or characters that can bring people back to theaters. And I think this is a definitive proof that, you know, COVID or not COVID, um, people love Spider-Man and they love him to the tune of over a billion. This is the first movie to make a billion dollars since The Rise of Skywalker, which, of course, was just before the pandemic became like a a global consciousness thing. Um, That was December of 2019. So, um, of course, just a couple of months later, now all of a sudden we're talking about COVID. Um, But that's not the only achievement. Sorry, guys. That's not the only achievement for this film. It's also the third highest Christmas box office ever. Um, That is for the like Christmas weekend. Um, (coughs) It, of course, uh, is it it did come out during a pandemic. So those numbers might be a little wonky, but that's still really huge. And then uh, Spider-Man No Way Home also has the distinction of being the highest grossing uh, Sony movie ever. That makes sense. That tracks.
2: Yeah, yeah. For, especially considering that it's breaking all these other records, it's like okay, yeah. right? None of the other record holders for Sony movies. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as of the twenty third of December, it uh has a ninety four percent with critics, um, and it has the distinction of being the highest rated uh, movie from fans ever in Ron male's history at a 99%. What No way. Yep. They even tweeted about it. They said with a 99% audience score, Spider-Man no way home is currently our highest rated movie with a number of with a minimum of 20 K verified audience ratings
3: hmm that, That's crazy. That's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that's surprising. Um I, I'm I'm surprised that it was this over Endgame, you know? Yeah. I I guess it, it really speaks to the popularity of Spider Man and that like you know, um as big as the MCU has made Marvel overall as a brand, that like Spider Man is still Spider Man's the guy,
0: you know? I also think it, it it's worth pointing out that for some people, for a lot of people our age, this is the culmination of, you know, our childhood, you know, yeah. um, yep. and that's significant. I think there are probably a lot of people who maybe aren't even all the way inclined toward Marvel movies in particular, who said, hey, what? Tobey Maguire might be in this. Maybe the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe. I got to see that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's a big deal, and I think a lot of people who would feel that way would also go on Rotten Tomatoes and 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 say that, rate that. So, um, I, to be honest, even me, I was obsessed with Endgame. This might have been more significant for, for me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: it it very much has the <clears throat> um that event quality to it too. I was, I was thinking about like something like, um, as, as you were mentioning how it pulls people back in kind of like when you reboot a universe, um, you have, you know, the big crossover clash. Um, we've, we've had a distinction of doing quite a few events for book clubs this year that have really helped solidify kind of the beats for that. And I think, uh, in retrospect, it, it kind of fulfills the, it checks those boxes for a lot of people where like oh maybe I was a lapsed comics reader the same way I was a lapsed superhero movie watcher and this is now you know going to be bringing something that I used to like and how does this fare with the new stuff and um, there's a lot of parallels I think that can be drawn there it's not one to one but um that was something that it, it, it makes sense for why people would you know literally risk lives uh, to go see but um, kudos I mean you can't you can't knock it for bringing people to the fold
2: I mean anecdotally like I know several people um, who are friends of mine who were people that like saw everything in the MCU and then after Endgame have not watched anything and like haven't seen any of the movies or, D- or Disney Plus shows um, but are or have gone out of their way to see Spider-Man
0: it's also kind of a lucky stroke for Marvel and Sony in that I think if this movie had released even two weeks later, even one, we're having it, even one week. Because you look at The Matrix, not doing so hot in theaters. Obviously, it is available on HBO Max. Yeah. I think if Spider-Man yeah. was available on Disney+, Plus, this is a completely different conversation. But Omicron now, I think it's one in 60 New Yorkers have it have 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 been exposed in the last 7 days. Yep. Uh, of course count me among them. Maybe people are less willing to go and and see this movie if that's still the case. Um but in any event uh, this is exactly what I was hoping would happen for this film. I think it's a great send-off to this trilogy um and to Spider-Man on on film over the last 20 years. And I just can't wait to see where they go next. Yeah. Check out our review. Um, yeah, check out our review. Next week, the moratorium is fully off. Like we're gonna do speculation and all that. So um, you know, see it or 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 be forewarned. Let's go. Next movie, Miles Morales. You know what? No, I don't right. think so, man. <laughs> think fine. So. Okay, all right. Well, uh, let's let's watch. Let's watch the way that Marvel decided to leave us from Spider-Man No Way Home, which was with a trailer. They released the Multiverse of Madness trailer this week, which, of course, was at the end of No Way Home. Um, so now it feels OK to talk about it in 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 public. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and watch that with you guys and uh, see what we think. So here we go. Movie, Not of course so far. <laughs> Coming out next year. Um, I think in March.
3: Yeah, it's, it, it it's, really
0: yeah, go ahead. I was
2: gonna say it's definitely earlier in, in the year. Yeah. Yeah, early.
0: May, May 6th. Thank you, May 6th. Um, as you can see, it looks like things are broken. Uh the world is broken. This is all the aftermath of No Way Home and the spell going wrong. You know that from the trailers. Oh, that was actually America pretty Chavez high. Chavez, right there.
3: Oh, is that who that was? Yeah, oh indeed. shit! Yeah. Wait, can you rewind that really quick. You
2: got I it. didn't even I didn't even clock that <laughs> the first time.
0: Damn. She's right there. Dead. She is. Yeah. Wow, Boriqua. Wow, Boriqua indeed. That's cool. Very hype for that. That's um, really cool. cool. We saw we saw uh Doctor Strange's girlfriend, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, Rachel at McAdams, I think, plays her. Yeah,
2: it is yeah. Rachel McAdams. I can't remember the name of the character though.
0: She's no, that's Wanda married. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, and hmm, I don't know. Part of me wonders if that's an alternate universe where it's him and yeah, he's yeah. seeing it and
4: Yeah. Oh he looked like he was in the audience to me.
2: I I mean like uh, him stepping into that universe and seeing an alternate version of of what could have been or something oh, oh, like that. Oh, I see, I
4: see, I
2: see. Because um, obviously, you know, later on we see the evil Doctor Strange from What If,
3: and that was the teacher too, right? The guy, this guy, this guy, That's yeah, Mordo,
4: yeah, Baron Mordo. That was his sort of rival at Wizard School at
3: Hogwarts.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So let's let's pause well, on he was, this.
2: Marco's right though. He was his teacher as well. Yeah, he was the guy who, you know, teaches <laughs> uh, him.
3: I thought it was the guy that in that "What If" episode of Doctor Oh, Strange. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah.
0: So there's been a lot of conversation about this still image that I have paused on. This Gross. appears to be Shuma Garof. Hell yes. Um, lots okay. of people say it's not in the uh, notes. This character is listed as. Uh, giganta, Giganta, um, not Shuma. Mm-hmm. Um, those of you who are fans of Marvel versus Capcom will probably, that's probably the only place you know Shuma. <laughs> that's
4: oh, absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, He's purple in that game, right?
0: He's a lot of color. That was that one game, of his old skins. Yeah, his was purple. primary okay. was green. Yeah. Um, huh. So we don't quite know, but there is an interesting theory about that that I will talk about a little later.
3: Nice. Oh, that was America again.
0: Yeah, she's she's she appears a few times here.
3: She's like in behind them as they open the door too, right? Yes. So yes. I guess she's she's on wow, the squad. She's
2: re- really involved. Yeah, she's going to be like a supporting player. That's actually pretty cool. Probably like a Doctor Strange sidekick type situation for
0: now. So I'm going to shoot back a little bit here. This appears to be evil doctor strange right, right. from yeah. what if now that may not necessarily be true right uh, that's my theory but here's an yeah. alternative that I'll throw out i have seen people talking about this potentially being supreme doctor strange uh from elsewhere in the multiverse but i've also seen a theory and this one i really like <clears throat> that that's actually shuma-garov That oh, interesting. Shuma's physical, like, representation after its body is defeated or leaves or whatever is this.
4: That's interesting. You think a a multiversal demon could be a little more creative,
0: (laughs) right? You would think so. Um, I still think that that's evil Doctor Strange from what if it would be weird for them to invest so much into that idea and then not use it in the film. But I could also see a scenario where they just don't feel like what if is going to be relevant in the in the movies and they didn't feel like using it.
2: Yeah, I I definitely am more inclined to believe that theory that it is the what if evil Doctor Strange, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, Either way, I think this trailer is really good. I I think it leaves enough questions and it's only the first. I'm sure we'll end up with three or four, but it leaves you with the whole movie. Right. (laughs) Leaves you with enough questions about what's going on that it's there's a lot of intrigue here. I like that Doctor Strange has to kind of pay a cost for what was a supreme fuck up in No Way Home. Um, Like really, really bad mistake that he made. Um, I like that a lot and America Chavez being involved is super cool. Um for those of you who don't know, she can like punch through the multiverse or like yeah. unlock, you know, like doors to different areas. Huh. Um so I kind of feel like that's going to be why she's a major factor here, allowing them to traverse the multiverse. She probably knows more about it than either one of these two, Scarlet Witch or Doctor yeah. Strange. So, I'm um- i guess it's it's interesting that she's um
3: wanda's like in it i've been trying to understand because her her other dimension was the dark hold right so i wonder if there's like some sort of crossover in that while you can have multiversal things does the dark hold count as like a different uh, as a different world or universe well the dark is so, just the book yeah isn't there like a, a realm that they go to 'Cause that's where whatchamacallit, um wasn't that where like the book was formed and whatnot?
0: As far as I know, the Dark Hole is just the book that uh I forget the the name of the owner, unfortunately, but I'm not sure what you're referring to.
4: <laughs> yeah, because even WandaVision wasn't a multiversal situation. She froze that place. In a specific, you know, time frame and in a specific situation.
0: Yeah, even even the red herring of Silver Silver Surfer, uh, (laughs) Quicksilver, was not like actually a multiverse situation. So nothing related to the multiverse actually occurred during that show, other than the suggestion that, if I remember correctly, um, what was happening there. Was impacting the universe integrity, but that's all I I can recall. So I
3: I did a quick Google of it to, to remind myself. They mentioned the dark dimension and the dark
0: dimension. Okay,
3: and um, supposedly it's part of the multiverse ruled by Dormammu. Um, I don't know if that means that we'll get to like traverse through whatever because she's also has these new powers that she's been working on. That um, that was also the
2: thing in. Um that was the ancient one was pulling from the dark dimension in the first film. So yeah, I guess that would make sense to tie it back to this.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for this movie from Marvel. This is the movie I'm most excited about in 2022.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, (laughs) I I hmm it has more implications and I think that's fun. Like like Wong is still probably Sorcerer Supreme, so trying to figure out like how that works. Um yeah. It it's cool stuff. Yeah, I'm Was excited. Doctor- Sorry. Go
4: ahead. I, I'm excited for uh Sam Raimi. Yeah. True. He's directing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I you know, obviously, um, uh I th- I think it's easy for some people to kind of like give him a bad rap because of, you know, the the rep that Spider-Man 3 um probably rightfully has, but I think, you know, Sam Raimi's a really great director and has made a lot of great uh genre work and the idea of him doing something that is like, you know, a little darker that has like the multiverse, you know, element to it is something that like I it, it feels like in his Wheelhouse Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I am really looking forward to this one. Um, I definitely enjoyed, um, enjoyed and have enjoyed the Dr. Strange character, but I feel like it's been very, very surface level, you know, like magic as a concept in the MCU is really not been explored, um, to its fullest. And it reminds me a lot of kind of the way that like, it reminds me a lot of the way that they eased into the whole uh, Asgardian thing in the original phase where it was kind of like, oh, like, they're not, like, they're, like, they're, yeah, like, he's a Norse cop, like, not really. You know, like, it's it's felt like they've had a little bit of distance with magic up until WandaVision and to see that, like, we're really taking a deeper step into this side of the Marvel Universe and making it something that is more... um prevalent overall in like the broader you know kind of goings-on of the universe is something that i'm overall interested in um so yeah i i i feel like this movie has a chance to be a lot of fun um but also to have some pretty like interesting longer-term implications for kind of where things are going overall
3: do you guys think you... we get a, a glimpse of kang in this i don't know a- i i
4: kang
2: what's that kill a kang sure A-Kang. Yeah. yeah like it. i think i feel 50 50 on whether he shows up in any movie like this because it's like he didn't show up in spider-man and that made sense because the people who were getting pulled in were specifically related to peter and like whatever right but like he could have shown up in that and i feel similarly about this where like this he could play into this in some way or like whatever, but there's also equal likelihood that this is just another crack in the overall multiversal, you know, dam, and...
3: We're just, like, experiencing this one.
2: Yeah, in the same way that we did with Spider-Man, where it's like, okay, this is going to be very specifically related to mm. Doctor Strange and what he's done and and whatever, Um versus getting into that stuff, because I have to imagine that we're going to explore... Kang in a very very significant way in season 2 of Loki. Um so I feel like if he were to appear in something like this it would be in more of a cameo role. But
4: I bet I bet it's a uh uh an after credit scene. That would make uh, sense to close me. out of yeah. the video.
0: Oh um, sure. Yeah. I think that the next time we'll see Kang in a real capacity won't be until Ant-Man because that's what they announced. Um, and it feels like it was deliberately done that way. They, they announced his appearance there to get ahead of his appearance in Loki. Um, I don't think that they're going to overuse the character. I think you can probably expect him to be used very similarly to Thanos. Yeah. Until that point at which he appears in Ant-Man. That being said, I think it's literally always possible that he could have an after credits appearance in any movie that relates to the multiverse, frankly, even ones that don't sure. Um, and the more movies that come out that do involve the multiverse, the more likely it is that we will see him. So um, let's, let's move forward though, and talk about something that it's funny. We're closing out the year with this top with, with this as one of our talking points, because I feel like we talked about this um, throughout this year and last year, quite a bit is, uh, Jason Aaron is relaunching the Punisher The return of the Punisher Will happen in 2022 And he's sporting a new logo Now, Is it? Yes um, I know that if you look at the Cover To the comic it doesn't appear that way Um, But in the actual Book he's wearing A Shirt that's basically like a a hand logo and where the where the punisher logo should be is the logo what appears to be the logo for the beast of the hand. Um,
2: oh okay.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, he's going to have a new armor, new logo uh and he will have uh he will be involved with the hand in some capacity. Uh Jason Aaron said this. After writing Punisher over the years, I've always been fascinated by the character of Frank Castle. What moments made him the Punisher even before that fateful day in the park? And how far will he go to win the war that has consumed his life? Spoiler, as far as it damn well takes. This, this story is destined the destined next step in the dark and tragic evolution of Frank Castle, from troubled kid to heroic soldier to revenge-driven vigilante, to the duly anointed king of killers, Believe me when I say I am as excited about this story as anything I've ever written from Marvel. Um, C.B. Sibolsky said that uh, we will see an inevitable evolution of the character. Don't know exactly what that means, but um, I do think that you can't at this point tell a mainline Punisher story without addressing the elephant in the room.
2: Yeah. That's, I think, the thing that I look at this and like, I'll come out and say it. I'm I'm not a fan of the logo. Um, the like new I, one. The new one. Yeah, yeah. Like I I just don't think it looks very good. It's like a little bit like, I don't know. It feels a little overdone, you know. Um, and I don't feel like it. You know, a- any superhero logo, no matter how iconic, can be interpreted and reinterpreted and and evolve and like we've seen that with you know like look at how superman's logo has changed over the years and gone back and and all these other things right so um just because this is the current iteration i don't think means that this is going to be like oh this is the new timeless logo of the punisher moving forward right i feel like this is going to be what represents the character for this era Of the character while he's the king of killers, while he's working with the hand, while he's doing these things that he's currently going off to go do. And that this will be an opportunity for Marvel to kind of quietly evolve Frank and the Punisher and what his role in the Marvel Universe is in a broader sense and allow his overall look and everything to continue to develop and evolve. I feel like it's kind of similar to what we saw them do with Venom. Like, over the last decade, where, like, they... they It was clear that Venom needed to go in a new direction because there was nowhere else to go with what his status quo had been. And we got into the whole Flash Thompson era and him as a agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's a guardian of the galaxy. And, like, he went into all these different places and then they kind of brought him back to status quo with all those new elements in play, right? Where, like, then he became the king in black and all this shit. And, like... But now we're having a book that's kind of getting him back to his roots again, but in a new, fresh way. And I imagine that's what they're looking to do with the Punisher now, is that like they need to distance him from, you know, as Sean said, like the elephant in the room and the way in which he his his iconography has been co-opted. Um and I think rather than trying to like make that a dramatic, like, you know, um, oh, like, we're gonna distance ourselves from this logo by making a new logo this is like we're going to take the character in a new direction that warrants that evolution and that change so that it feels more organic and, you know, they leave they leave the ability to, like, redress and maybe try to retake that logo at some point in the future if they so choose. You know, I imagine that's their thought process here, right?
5: Yeah.
3: And that makes sense. I mean, I think for the... Venom comparison is really apt, especially now, and in light of like I'm I'm not sure where Frank Castle has been in the MC, in the Marvel universe the past few years. So um, I can only imagine it's not been uh not in too many places. Maybe a few crossovers here or there with like individual characters. Um, so to have your own book and be able to drive a narrative in order to change the character absolutely makes sense. And it makes, um, it it makes for just more room in storytelling, uh, especially depending on wherever we're going to end up, uh, the next event, um, either the end of devil's reign or whatever comes out next. Um, agreed on the logo. It looks derivative. It's not all that. Like it, it, it looks okay. You're, you know, you're obviously trying to iterate on a classic staple of uh, of a logo um, and in, include some of those influences that you have now, especially uh, considering the context of what he's going to be doing, but still it feels fine. And he has Ninja swords now, which are cool. But if this is all we're sort of doing to change the outside of the character, um, Hopefully it gets reflected a bit better in the in the characterization because at the end of the day he still looks like he's out to kill and kick ass um so it doesn't feel like he's going we're, we're doing too much to him right like realistically uh, but I don't know we'll see the we'll, we'll see what we'll see what Aaron does
0: according to bleeding cool when they first found any type of like reference to this book, it was called Punisher no more now it's just Punisher. So that's kind of an interesting Remember that? Uh, wrinkle. We talked about that one. We probably did. Yeah, Even um, like
2: the promo image that the, the uh, Newsarama piece is using like it very much evokes that image.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Aaron had a little more to say. He said so many different groups have tried to appropriate the Punisher symbol and write their own story of what that symbol means to match whatever their agenda, but they don't get to define the story of this character. I like that. I don't want Marvel to cave in to people who feel like they have to do away with the Punisher or dramatically change him to make it so that people can't appropriate the iconography. I think, you know, it is their character and there are a lot of people who like the Punisher for the right reasons um, and just like the stories that get told with him, regardless of, you know, tying him to any other like ideas. Um, but at the same time, I do think you have to address it on some level or it's just kind of, I don't know if I want to say irresponsible, but it's just weird. So um, good. I hope this is that. And then, of course, I want to make mention of the fact that there will be two artists on this book, uh, Jesus Saez and Paul as. A, uh, as a as a Kata Jesus um, Saiz, Jesus Saiz, and Paul as a Kata and Dave Stewart on colors. So, cool. um, that should be pretty cool. Uh, March 9th, 2022. If you like Frank Castle, I think this is probably a good place to, to jump on because, um, Jason Aaron has written the Punisher a couple of times in the past and it's always been good. He's probably
2: for that reason a good person to, you know. Uh, push us into a you know kind of like bold new direction if that's like what the, the aim is, you know. Yeah.
5: Mm.
3: yeah. All yeah. new, all different Punisher. Basically. Again.
0: Again. Well, Marvel's doing something all new, something you can't even imagine. Um they're pitting the Eternals against the Avengers.
3: Let's wow. go, boys.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't These believe reading... this would have
4: been the end game. Yeah, right.
2: I'll give you that one.
3: Uh, This is cool. I'm down. I've been digging the the Eternals. I don't know what's going on in the Avengers for them to want to have to fight the Eternals because they're not even on planet right now. So
0: I don't know how that works, but cool. I'm down for this. I'll explain. So uh, this is a rivalry that ties back to the one million BC era of Marvel, where there were Avengers. and which i I, I can't stand that concept. I have to be honest. <laughs> um, it, it really, to me personally, it trivializes the unification of the original characters who made up the Avengers mm. for there to have already been yeah. Avengers at another point in time. But that's we- what Marvel loves to do.
3: We talk about this, actually, uh, in our Wednesday, no, Thursday reviews um, with Tyler. We, we reviewed uh, Avengers Forever. Uh, we got into a little bit of that. So actually, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And this uh, opening salvo is going to suggest that at that time, uh, Macari and Ajax had a, a, an encounter with those Avengers um, that then has implications for now. The Avengers live inside the body of the progenitor Eternal, Mm -hmm. and the Eternals don't like that. But more than not liking it, they have to go to that Eternal's body. Or I'm sorry, I'm calling it an Eternal Celestial. They have to go to progenitor's body to get something from it, but the Avengers live there. So that's going to be how they initially clash. Mm. This is... Go ahead, Kale. This sounds like more
4: Avengers VX-Men garbage.
0: I think you said that. Avengers VX-Men is happening too. (laughs) There's going to be a free comic book day tease of that. And I don't know if it's going to be a three-way dance or what, but uh, the Avengers are going to be very busy in 2022 fighting other superhero teams. Getting
4: their asses kicked.
0: One can only
3: hope. That one shot though, Celestia, uh, that was actually pretty good. Um I think Gillen? yeah, Gillen. Um and this is when he did like his little break between issues six and seven, where he worked with other artists. Yeah. Um and it was with who is this? Uh K Zama. Um that was really good art, really cool story. And um if that's the lead in, honestly I think it's worth reading because it's uh it, it explains quite a bit and the the drama in there is good
4: who do we know who the team on this is going to be on the on the event avengers
0: and eternals uh yeah well no we don't <laughs> um it looks like issue 10 is going to be the kickoff to the idea of there being a, an issue that's where we're going to see them going the eternals going to the body of the progenitor celestial um so that's where we'll see that start off but other than that we're not really sure so they're gonna go back because we we saw that in celestia yeah celestia okay. number one features the fight between the uh, between Ajax and makari and the avengers of one million bc okay cool so um but we don't know who's going to be the creative team on the actual event itself You know, I really um I'm not hyped. I think the Eternals got buried when they faced off with or I'm sorry, it wasn't the Eternals, it was the um the Inhumans. They got buried mm-hmm. when they faced off with uh the X Men, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. Um, just because no one cared about them and it didn't matter that Marvel was trying to make the the inhumans the new x-men people hated it they rejected it and the inhumans got shelved um i feel like the eternals in comics don't have a cachet big enough to justify this and they run the risk of putting them up against a team that just makes them look bad i think that's what happened with the x-men and the inhumans i think this is kind of a risky thing i'd rather the eternals continue to be their own entity Mm-hmm. separate from all that other goofy stuff
4: it it sounds like another plot that could just be a conversation between the two teams oh you have a thing that's been here way before we live here oh okay hey no big deal
0: bad. Right. <laughs> yeah it's it, not as if the avengers have like deep connections to the celestials anyway what do they care that's just where they live right now
3: and for for context on that the celestial also granted them access and allowed them to live there and this was Ajax like God and so she has a crisis because God has allowed them to live in its body uh, and she flips out mm. um, and they they leave it alone but uh with a threat so I guess that's coming back to pay Imagine off that. but um but yeah it very much it feels like it was a conversation and Ajax is just going through a thing and um, like honestly, and and so uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that resolves. But I, I definitely agree that this would be a bit cleaner if they just let the Eternals do their thing and be their thing. Considering where everything is going uh, in the story as of right now, and and where um, one where everybody is, plus the implications with um, Thanos has been involved quite a bit, and so there's like other things going on in the background uh if this cuts into the story that's gonna be annoying because uh you're you're gonna have something totally unrelated cut into what's been a really well-paced uh well-thought-out arc baby you know that's what it's gonna be
0: it's comics baby can I just point out, this is probably the first time on the main show that Marco has been able to add clarity to anything we've ever talked about. Like comics. <laughs> no. Honestly,
3: and I, and you know what? I, I'm flexing right now. I was like, yo, Celestia. Yeah, you, you know, the Avengers, all this shit. It's the first time for everything, huh? I know comics.
4: Marco's got to pick up some slack now, man.
0: <laughs> That's nuts. Word, yeah. You better start reading your fucking funny books, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is like... I think this is the this is the kind of event that has turned me off from events, right? Where it just feels like extremely transparent and like trite, right? For all of the reasons that y'all have already said and more. You know, it's like, it feels like a, a conflict that's orchestrated specifically to have these two teams have a title together. And I'm really frustrated that it feels like you know um, whether it's editorial or whoever right like feels like the only way to do that is to have
4: them have a conflict um i mean that's a tale as old as time yeah you know as far as superhero books go and yes but like it feels like these kinds of events where
2: it's like a blank versus blank are like really just chasing like Shit, that yeah. was really cool, like forty years ago, right? Or like in twenty years ago, comics, baby. Um, and yeah, and and fair enough, but like, I don't know, man. Like, I I really feel like the problem that Sean outlined is a big one, where it's like, I don't think that there's heat here. I don't think there's enough reason for you to have these ca- these groups go toe to toe, and one is so much more popular than the other that it's like. I, I don't know. I I, it just feels like the laziest thing you could do, frankly, to like get the Eternals over, right? If they're like, oh, we want to have the Eternals seem really cool and put them in a book that a lot of people will pick up, so let's have them fight the Avengers. And it's like, that's all you got.
3: Yeah, and and it's annoying because like the book has been really good, and um for i i think it makes sense like back in the day when the books used to have self-contained stories and you know it's villain of the week or monster of the week whatever and now we're going to cross over with this because that's what's going on this week but there's a whole narrative that's going on and i, I don't want that cut across like cut into for for this Meh. i don't care if more people read the book i want a good book
0: i can accept any premise like any like any combination, any whatever, any event, <coughs> if there's buildup, mm-hmm. yeah, <coughs> gotta be the hype. idea. The idea that they're gonna go to war because the Avengers live in a celestial, just not enough heat for me. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't feel super believable,
2: right? Like it, the whole thing that Kale outlined, where it's like these are like there are members of the Eternals that have been Avengers, right? Like, nobody could be like, you know, like Captain America can't be like, you know what, I know Cersei, she was an Avenger, why don't I go have a conversation with her about this, and, you know, we'll be like, our bad, you know, like, you know, we're good. we'll are we move. Cool? Or like, oh, we have permission to be here from your god. Are we good? Like, I. it feels Literally. like that's, either of those are far more believable scenarios for me then, oh, well, we'll just beat the shit out of each other then. (laughs) Like, it's like, maybe once, maybe for, like, an issue, right? But, like, that's the, to your point, Kale, that's the formula for the the superhero team-up is they fight once, and then they're like, oh, oh, no, we don't actually have to fight? Cool, let's go do a thing together. We're, like, can we just get to that part sooner?
3: And, again, they had that conversation, which is wild as, hey, you're in our... You're in our Celestial. Oh, but he said it's okay. Meltdown, and okay, I guess we leave it alone. That was the conversation.
0: I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, Eternals 10 is where they're going to revisit this concept and kind of start sowing more seeds. So um, we don't have too long to wait. Uh, Our last news item of the day is going to be about Batgirl. Because this week it was announced that Michael Keaton is going to be in the Batgirl film as Bruce Wayne Batman. Let's fucking go. That's crazy. Yeah,
4: like let's let's do it.
3: <laughs> Wasn't this guy Batman already?
4: There you go, Marco. There yeah, you go, buddy. Hell yeah. Look at There's you. There's the boy I know. <laughs> I uh
2: it's funny because obviously uh you have to imagine that this decision was made you know some time ago right and that we're just hearing about it now but like it coming right off the heels of of spider-man 3 is kind of funny of them being like oh yeah that's a good idea we should bring back the batman that everybody likes we should do that like (laughs) vulture's gonna be in our movie
3: now (laughs) frankly i wonder if more people know him as the vulture now
2: Probably young people anyway, but I you know yeah. I think for folks who are like our age but especially older than us, it's definitely the latter.
0: yeah well, let me let me ask this question I, because I think this is the major piece. I have two questions actually. First one is, how do you feel about the fact that it's Keaton and not uh, Affleck? <clears throat> Second question is, does this is this enough to get this movie a film theater release? no, and
2: i'm gonna say no, no and maybe is where i'd land i I think it's possible right like if the film um i mean that happens right like there like there are um examples in the past of films that were intended to be you know um direct to DVD or streaming or something like that that make the jump because you know a star gets attached and there's interest and blah 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 could be um
0: well that actually happened already with Blue Beetle Blue Beetle's now getting a theatrical release and there's no announced reason why
2: there you go so mm-hmm. it could be that they signed somebody who's a movie star that wants to do it and now now they feel like they can get it over. Um, I think there's a similar argument to be made for Michael Keaton. Um, right? Like he's obviously an actor who um a lot of people have nostalgic love for, but he's also been experiencing a bit of a career renaissance the last couple of years, you know. Um, so it could it could be, but overall, um I, I'm I'm happy to see this rather than have it be Affleck, I think. You know, um, I don't necessarily blame Affleck for the fact that his years were not the most memorable, um, but I feel like the more that Warner Brothers does to distance themselves from the, like, you know, DCU era, um, the better, you know? Uh, I, I think that, like, I'm really excited for the Batman and to get a clean slate and, get to just like do something that doesn't have to carry the baggage of movies that came out several years ago under different regimes with different goals and all that messiness, you know, it's like whether you like those movies or not, um, I feel like the best thing for DC to do now is to try to like reset some of the pieces and start moving forward. So, you know, like no, you know, no hate for Ben Affleck really, but like, I just I don't need to see more of him in in the Batman role. And, you know, um, the fact that his next appearance will be his final, final appearance, I think is probably a good thing.
3: It's interesting that it's um, with the with Leslie Grace, like this was going to be the um, the HBO movie that came out on Max. Um, Hopefully. Sorry, is it still a film? Or is it a series? I was thinking it's it was a, a series. It's a oh, it's film. A it's film? F- oh. But it was only coming out on HBO Max. It wouldn't be in theaters. Right, okay. Um, and for it to not be Ben Affleck, like I wonder what that means for whatever timeline they're trying to do If and if there's implications outside of uh, Flash that maybe we're getting here, that, he, I don't know, the multiverse or whatever has broken and now Ben Affleck is over here and... There's this Leslie Grace that there is this Batgirl that is uh, whatever, and uh, now Michael Keaton somehow coming from the Tim Burton thing into like it. It looks and feels messy. This inclusion feels super messy, and I don't know how. I don't know how the directors of Bad Boys for Life are going to pull it off.
0: Oh, that's right oh, damn man. i forgot about that <laughs> i i i personally think this is a really bad idea um i think that now you now you're saying you have the snyder verse version of commissioner gordon and the tim burton version of batman in the same movie with batgirl who you know, may or may not be the biological daughter of Gordon. How is this? How does this jive with anything that's come before? Because you can't have, right, like, the only reason why anyone cares about Michael Keaton as Batman is because he was before. So you have to play off that. That has to be canon. And if it's canon, are you telling me that this is this this is the bat girl that he knows this is the gordon he knows it can't be the gordon he knows how you know that's that's not possible this is uh this is gonna be like that
3: scene where otto pulls off the mask he's like wait a minute you're not my batman or whatever because the villain oh no the villain's firefly right yeah
0: dude he gives a shit about firefly Frazier, man Oh, that's right. The questions that we're asking seem like they're too big for this movie. Yes, sure. I wish they would just resolve all of this stuff and do a Batgirl movie where she gets to just be the the star of the show. You don't put Batman in a Batgirl movie because then everybody's going to talk about Batman, right? Like, at least not the first one. Let her be who she needs to be. Let him be a supporting character. And a Batman that's established that we already know about that we're comfortable with so that we're not, he's not taking the heat off of her.
4: Is he Batman or is he Bruce Wayne? I mean, obviously we don't know to what extent he'll be in the suit, but
0: yeah, I, I don't know that. I guess I'm like, if let's say it was Ben Affleck, right. And he was just Bruce. That's totally fine. Yeah. But because it's Michael Keaton now, when we should be talking about Batgirl, We're not. We're talking about what? who is he? How does this make sense? Does it line up? I don't want to think about that. You know, this should be a special moment for Batgirl. And every announcement, I feel like, takes away from what this is supposed to be about. Yeah. Very much so. I just want a great Batgirl movie. I really do. Well, it's going to be made even better because Michael Keaton's in it. Have you heard? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That's not inherently bad, but like, do I trust them to make this make sense and do justice to Batgirl? Not so much. No,
4: not Bat- the Justice League.
0: It's Batgirl. Nice try. Batgirl, Batman, um, gonna do. So yeah, I'm I'm not really that enthused about this. Uh, we don't know the, any any release date. It you know could be good. Could always be good, and that's what I'm gonna have to hope for. Uh, to close out today, to close out the year, we're going to do our 2022 predictions. So if you enjoyed listening to our wrap up of the predictions from last year, you're going to love our predictions going into the new year. All right. So we're going to kick things off the same way we did last year with which superhero movie do you think you will enjoy the most in 2022? Um, I have a list that I will reference for this and again, just like we did with Phil a little earlier, we are going to do that caveat of, you know, we'll have two picks and if your first pick doesn't come out, that's the only way it's not your first pick, is if it doesn't come out, your second pick will be your backup. So you, you don't think that a uh, post
3: Spider Man Winter of Omicron, like where these movies aren't coming out, or
0: you mean just like production wise? I just yeah, I just mean from a production standpoint. But well, frankly, I'm not. Sh- I have doubts about the Batman meeting its release date. Hmm. I, I think March might be a little optimistic, but I don't. I, I don't know. We don't know.
4: Especially uh if they're still filming in Glasgow, uh the, it really seems like the whole UK is gonna go into another lockdown.
0: Yeah, so um, but you know, if 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 we end up not needing them, perfect. So uh here we go. Morbius, which by the way has a January twenty eighth release date. That's pretty soon. Um
3: That's literally Batman. next
0: month. Yeah. The Batman, uh, Doctor Strange, DC, (coughs) DC League of Pets. (coughs) Sorry, guys, this is getting harder and harder to do Um, for Love and Thunder, Black Adam, Spider Verse 2, The Flash, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and uh, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Who wants to throw their prediction out there first?
2: Uh, I'll go first. For me, it's Spider Verse 2 and then the
3: Batman. Ooh, mine is reversed because I liked Phil's logic. I don't know how they'll do for a second one. Um, the first one was pretty novel. So, you know, maybe they'll lean into bits too much or something as sequels are wont to do. So I'm going to do Batman and Spider Verse.
2: I feel pretty confident that Miller and Lord will deliver. Their, um, their track record's pretty fucking good.
0: Mm. I mean, I, I don't think you could have a more ironclad prediction for yourself at that point, Pete.
2: Yeah. I think I'll, I'm um, I'm pretty likely to love that movie.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say the Batman strongly and then Doctor Strange.
4: Mine okay. is going to be Across the Spider-Verse and Thor. Oh, huh.
3: okay. I like is...
4: Taika. I like that he, it seemed... It, seems like they could introduce um uh, natalie portman as thor is is you know what's been announced and reported and um i i I like what tyke has been doing over the past few years so i feel pretty pretty good about that
3: wait wait, i changed my mind i changed my mind mind? sure all right i'm gonna actually say dr strange and then batman
0: okay interesting a little surprising, but okay. Um, how about he's, TV he's shows? That long game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute! I remember liking Wandavision. I can do.
3: <laughs>
0: so for TV shows, uh on the Marvel side, we have Miss Marvel, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's like a one. I think it's a one episode thing. Yeah, it's a one off. I'm not gonna count that. That's bullshit. So scratch that. Uh She-Hulk. What if season two? And Moon Knight. Oof. Oof. Ooh. Is Peacemaker on that? That was just Marvel. I'm gonna get into DC now. Uh <clears throat> what the heck is this list? Okay, here we go. Uh from DC, we have Peacemaker. The Sandman, uh, Superman and (laughs) Lois, Naomi, Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Stargirl, Titans, Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol. Those are your options.
3: Mm -hmm. Does Marco ever learn? (laughs) I'm going to say Sandman. Okay. All right. What about you, Kale?
4: Uh are we doing two for this one or just the one? Just the one. Oh, I'm gonna hate myself for this. I'm gonna hate myself for this. I'm gonna say moon night. What? That's, that's like a choice. Now for me it isn't.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say she hulk. And I'm yeah. gonna regret that.
4: I see. I feel like I will like She-Hulk.
0: She-Hulk will have Daredevil. Uh,
4: She-Hulk uh, has uh, Tatiana Maslany, which is very exciting.
2: Uh I don't I kinda want to give it to She-Hulk as well, because I feel like I will like it for similar reasons to the like the way that I liked WandaVision, where like um it says here uh in the screen rant article that it's described as a half hour legal comedy. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like I will like that. You know, I feel like if it leans into Uh being something different, like I could see myself
4: getting into that. I forgot it was a comedy. That's (laughs) what's I think that's what's gonna make me not like it.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm 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 not I'm going into Moon Knight. I'm I'm choosing Moon Knight. I'm just not sure. Like I I feel
2: like ah, I'm on the fence between that and the same fucking
4: thing. (laughs) <laughs> Yours isn't even coming out, you piece of shit. <laughs> Zero
2: points
3: on the board again. <laughs>
2: um, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Moon Knight as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm on I'm on Moon Knight.
4: you're is too busy writing fan fiction for good omens to do Sandman.
3: <laughs> or fan
0: fiction for North mythology for some reason. <laughs> there are lots of other shows that could theoretically come out, but I don't anticipate them like Armor Wars, Echo, um, Marvel Zombies, Secret Invasion. I feel like those things are still marinating and I don't think they're going to come out. Um, If they get announced, I guess anyone can, you know, um, add to their, like, change their pull, but um, I don't think we're going to see any of those. Um, Will Marvel announce any information about the X-Men or... Fantastic Four films Again reiterating That means casting A release date Or any Or like production starting Or anything like that um, Not It doesn't count if they say There will be a movie because we already know that Let me add, ask this Is it Does it count if
2: there is Any mention of any of those things For a Disney Plus thing
0: any, if a character appears... That counts. Then yes. Okay. Um, then it I would can't say... Be, sorry, it can't be like um, how in... What's it called? Uh, in Black Widow, there was actually a mutant, but nobody knew and nobody cared or whatever. Right. It has to be like something really relevant. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to say yes.
2: I think they will announce something. I don't know that it will... I don't think we'll have anything happen necessarily yet. But, like... I feel like we're getting to the point where it's time for them to announce more stuff. Because when you think of the movies that we know exist and the ones that are, like, now imminent and then the ones that were further out that are now kind of closer right like we've we've now heard blade's voice right like blade went from being a movie that felt like it was really far off to being like oh okay that's like coming in the next wave and a half or whatever right i feel like it's time to announce what comes after what's been announced and you know i think the either the fantastic four or the x-men have to be a part of that
0: also i think
2: now that they've opened the um the gates for the whole, like, oh, characters from other universes and stuff. Like, they might backdoor stuff from the X-Men that's already existed as a way to, like, roll those characters in. I don't know. You know, I I feel like the idea that they're still just going to keep those pieces off the board now that they finally have them again just seems really unlikely.
3: Yeah, I definitely think, to a Pete said, it's time. They've – they're teasing out a lot, and they have these – grander plans and as the mcus want to do so i think the fantastic four is probably more likely than the x-men at this point Uh, i wonder if we're not going to get something leading up to the x-men um similar to a spider-man they're probably going to be pretty delicate about it because it's been a property that's been consistent like so consistently a presence fantastic four has gotten what two three movies um probably a bit more malleable so I think for that to just be an outright announcement or some sort of, you know, information snuck into something probably makes a lot of sense. So I say yes to this.
0: <clears throat> I also say yes. Oh, man, this is tough. This is really tough. So you all said yes, right? Yeah. That were for you last time, right? I mean, yeah. That's true. Um, Might as well. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, because 2023 is the end. If I remember correctly, that's the end of phase four, right? There's nothing projected past that year movie wise. So they have to start talking about what's after that. So I'm going to say yes, but I don't think it's actually going to happen, but I'm going to say yes.
2: I just I feel like especially when you think about the context of like where Spider-Man 3 ends and like this whole new era for Peter and we're talking about like moving into a lot of the like classic beats for that character. like There's a lot of those that are connected to the Fantastic Four like yeah and guess who else has a relationship with them? She-Hulk right? It's like ah like it feels like it's I it feels like we're there right? It feels like it's time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. At least for the four. Uh, will Jonathan Hickman return to the X-Men in any capacity outside of the digital first series he has with Declan Shelby right now? God, I hope so.
4: I think I hope yes. so. I hope so. I say no. mm Because I feel Mm. like if he he wouldn't have walked away if he could come back soon.
2: I don't know. Based on the way that we talked about it, it feels like Marvel wants him to do other things more than he was not interested in continuing to do X-Men. So the idea that he will be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do these other things, but here's this X-Men project I want to do or whatever. I'm going to come back for an annual or an issue or something like seems like such a, such a low bar um, that I feel like we will see something. I don't think we'll
4: see something major. Mm. Does that, uh, does that include like them appearing in stuff that he's doing?
0: Oh, it has to be a specifically an X-Men
3: title. And it can't just be like an announcement. It has to be like a series that comes out or a book that comes out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, something has to be in print by him in 2022 that's new and not uh, a coincidence or anything like that. Right. Mm, I say no, actually. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Um, now, I heard a rumor that Jonathan Hickman's next project would be a Spider-Man series with Chris Bacallo. Oh. Um huh. So, do Ooh. you want? To, that's my question now. Do you guys think his one of his twenty twenty two projects will be that?
5: I don't
2: know,
4: but sure. I fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, a, that sounds is that great. A, is that a real question? Yeah, like a for the yeah.
3: for the list. Yes. With Chris Piccolo. Yes. Fuck
2: it. A man can dream. Yes. Why not? Yes. <laughs>
4: Yeah, why not? Yeah. He's nah. done the Avengers. He's done the Fantastic Four. He's done the X-Men. It makes sense. What mountains yes. are left for him to climb? Yeah.
0: I say yes. They want him for other projects. What other projects are those? There's just not that many things that would necessitate Hickman yeah. being on them. So, oh, but they just started their new initiative at with Spider-Man. So that would be kind of weird. Where did this rumor Isn't come it from? Ending soon though. Bleeding cool.
3: Bleeding cool? Mm, no.
0: The Beyond <laughs> peace is ending soon. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. say yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm I'm yeah. going with the yeah. Yeah.
4: I don't think I necessarily I don't think I necessarily want a Hickman Spider Man. Just because he's not the type of writer I think I associate with like a solo character. I really like Mm. what he does with teams. Yeah. Um,
0: But I could see it. All right. Um, Will DC announce a Justice League film in
3: 2022? No. Aquaman's coming out. Flash. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Tentative. Ugh, that was so nervous. Tent- yes. <laughs> no. D-
2: does any Justice League film count, or does it have to be like live action? L- live action. Then no.
0: Okay. Justice Gods. Um. Will DC announce a reboot of the <laughs> Justice League? Or the DC Comics in 2022, <laughs> uh, for the course, no. Oh, I'm I'm I hesitate
4: there because I feel like we're co- we should be coming up on something soon.
3: Well, but they I, just I, I'm still a no. They just did Infinite Frontier like that just wrapped up what maybe a few months ago, mm-hmm. but it's still uh, the next thing
4: like that is
3: still going.
4: In the Justice League Justice Justice incarnate? incarnate. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So.
2: I, I feel like the answer is no because I feel like the way that they've built it out makes it that like, like they've said that they wanted to go for this like, you know, continuity light thing and they've just established it. And, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to ride that ride a little bit longer before they try to tie things back up.
0: And let me also just say a new status quo is not the same as a reboot. So if they said, oh, this is the, you know, evil empire era like that, that doesn't matter. It has to be a materially different DC universe, right? Things are getting blown up. I say no then two more years. I think I'm with you. I'm going to say no. And I think I'll probably say yes. Not the next time, but the time after that yeah yeah mm-hmm. um i think that makes sense So, 2023 joint some somewhere somewhere in that space there will joker 2 be announced <laughs> oh my god great question uh nah no no say yes say yes go i think it might be yes it's possible, dude. You could be the I one. Be, it, yes. If you say no and we're all right, wow. If you say yes and we're all wrong, that's great for you.
4: I feel it. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> 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 I
3: <don't> know. <laughs> He's pulling from the same uh from the the, the same orb there as uh my like, all guy, right, right, somewhere it's in my tummy. I listen,
4: my creative breakout, I think is a good pull this time.
0: Okay. Okay. So what's so what's your answer here? So we can get to that. Rory
4: McConville.
0: Oh, Sorry, I meant, what's your answer to Joker? <laughs> to this oh, question. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yes. I say, yeah, I say yes.
0: You say yes. Okay. okay. And, and, so and Rory breakout... McConville is the Joker. <laughs> 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 okay. Wow. Rory McConville as your breakout creator. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Do it spawn. Strategic. He's got, uh, image,
4: image, couple image things going on now. I think that's uh, I think it's pretty. I think it's solid. Uh,
3: okay. I'm gonna say my boy Tom Taylor. Hmm,
2: that's another one, dude. Like this yeah. is all, like, no! yeah, like, that's... bro. He's already on the come up. Like he's doing events and shit. Like he's <sighs> he's the guy right now. How you
0: can't? Okay. In order for oh, Tom God. Taylor, <laughs> no, I, I, I the no, or someone
3: else go first. A no. non
0: daredevil event.
4: <laughs> I think. Well, that's that's the thing. I think Tom Taylor has to do a an inline uh in continuity event,
0: and not like Nightwing, yep. Bloodhaven revisited. It has yeah. to be like fucking some infinite real crisis. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's got to be. Uh, it's
4: got to be a crisis
3: level event. it. Oh, okay, okay. go well, crisis level. Come on, no. That's those are the hey, only
0: events an event. that
4: matter at DC. Is the crisis I know, stuff. I know you. I know you're just a baby and you've only been around a year. That's what a, an event is. is <laughs> what, a what about
0: like
3: Forever Evil or that's a like, That was a that's yeah. A that was baby. a
0: crisis esque event. Oh, all right.
3: You know, fuck it. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's go, Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, with the caveat that he has to do
0: a crisis level event. Okay. Okay. All now right. I also want to say I think this year this category should be worth two points. Does everybody agree to that? Sure. All I'll right. take them. Yeah. Okay, Pete. Do you have an answer? Sean's
4: um, got a hot ass answer. I bet. He <laughs> me? Wouldn't put, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, Sean. Oh, Sean, yeah. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't put that. He wouldn't put that down. I kind of want to hear yours
2: yeah, first, you Sean. Do you have one already? Uh, <laughs> my answer
0: is Grant Force. no 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 go ahead Pete. go ahead
2: okay um yeah you know i think uh i think i'm gonna i'm gonna guess um friend of the show jeremy holt you know we talked to jeremy very recently on the show um and on that episode if you listen to that that conversation you'll recall that we had a, a little conversation off mic about some of the other things that they have going on I think between the growth that they've seen this year with the success of you know made made in Korea, some of the new opportunities that have come up like House of Slay, you know some of their first work at Marvel um, I I feel like it's only a matter of time before they're getting bigger opportunities like that on a more consistent basis. So it might be a year too early for this that's what I think but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Because, you know, they saw a lot of growth in a year here. Mm -hmm. Um, And if some of the things that they are working on uh, come together, I think they have a real chance to be a breakout star. Um, And I want that for Jeremy. So I'm going to, that's where my vote's going to go.
0: That's good. (sighs) Okay. Now this, I think that this year, This is probably harder to answer than any year before. And so I'm going to really just throw something crazy out there. Great wars. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Rom v. Again. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna throw out Rom v. And the reason is because I think that Rom V is positioned right now to do way bigger things than what he did this year. And Mm. I'm talking about, I think we could see an event from ROM and not just at Marvel or not just at DC, but at Marvel potentially, I think we could see an event. So, I'm willing to accept that he has to have at least one event from Marvel or DC and... An indie book, i.e., not Marvel or DC, image counts that hits. I was
2: gonna say that's probably mm. a good caveat to consider somewhere in there because I think that's a, a place that Rom has not yet had like the big at bat. You know, like obviously, you know, Rom's done like a good amount of creator-owned stuff. Um, you know, some of some of which we've really liked, but uh, I don't feel like I don't feel like he's had that breakout indie hit yet, you know, like that gets like that
4: crazy buzz. Um so yeah, maybe maybe. I'm I'm gonna tighten the belt on you just one more step. I'm gonna say to get you have to get uh both of those for the full two points.
0: He said hand. Yeah, I have to get I have to get both of those to get any points. Yeah. Oh okay. All right. I I think that's good.
3: Wait, wait. So, Kale, you're saying to get both points, you need both, or either or
0: gets you the one point. Yeah. So, even what? let's say let's say that Rom has both of those things, I could still lose. Tom Taylor could have a juggernaut year. Mm-hmm. Rory McConville, sure. they could be undeniable. Right. I'm just saying that right now, Rom is bigger than any of them. So I can't. It, I can't just win off the strings. Sure. So he true. has to have both of those yeah. things for me to win. I think that's okay. fair. All right. So then I'm with Rom. Boom. Uh yeah, that's it. That, that's We're all I got. That t-shirt. I'm with Rom. I'm with Rom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I wanna sell that to Rom. Um, <laughs> yeah, ask it, ask him if we can use this like this.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's just a picture um, of Rom just like <coughs> Yeah. <real. laughs> So that is going to do it for us on our, on our predictions for 2022 check back at the space to see how well we did throughout the year, or just listen to our uh, end of year show from 2022 to see who was the most wrong, which is really what we care about um, <laughs> Who failed. You know? um, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate you sticking by us, supporting us this year. It's been a banner year for us in a lot of ways. We didn't even get to talk about all the success on YouTube, our great New York Comic Con that we had this year. um, Just so many amazing creators that we spoke to lots of really cool stuff that we were able to do. And I promise that next year is going to be even cooler. I have big plans. We have big plans. Um, It's going to be a ride. Um, Unfortunately it will be without Pete Pete. um, You know, it's been a really incredible five years. I'll never forget. You know, the day that I I schlepped it over to your house uh, <laughs> with a notepad to try to figure out what we wanted to do for a podcast, who we wanted to be a part of it. And kind of, you know, brainstormed what would end up becoming the Comics Pals. Um, That was a highlight of my life. And I never felt so creatively connected to somebody. Um, and I think that we, we, we pulled it off. We, we made something really cool. So uh, thank you for taking the journey with me. Um, you know, I'm going to do my best to keep this thing going and going strong. Uh, And, um, you know, I think that you should be proud of the fact that you, you know, had a large hand in shaping what this is. So thank you for that.
2: Thank you for saying that, Sean. Um, That means a lot to me. And uh, yeah, um, you know, for the last five years, um, this podcast has been such a huge part of my life and my development as a person and, Um, I don't think I would be where I am today. Um, if it wasn't for, you know, the show, but more importantly, the, you know, the relationship, um, that I've, I've had with, with each of you and, um, yeah. And, and I'm immensely proud of the things that, um, that we've achieved here. And I am confident, um, that, you know, I'm leaving the show in good hands and that you guys will, will continue, um, to, to grow and see that success. And, you know, um, if I have it my way, this will be far from the last time you hear from me on this you know this show. Um, but you know, I, I will uh I will miss doing it and I will miss getting to have this uh open channel to to you the listener, but um but more importantly, uh with with you guys. So, um yeah, thank you so much to you know, you you the listeners, to you the pals, uh Sean in particular for, for that first um trip for uh for indulging me and for um, for taking this ride because it's been uh, one of the uh, just absolute joys of my life and um, yeah and I, I love you all so much and uh, I hope I hope that you never forget that.
3: Um, speak for, uh, Pete here. Sean, good luck with these
0: chuckleheads, huh? <laughs>
2: An intentional
0: omission. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. You got Tyler. <laughs> It'll well, be I, was, I was, I was, I was saving that. Oh, we can cut that but, out. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, we we have some bullets in the chamber. Twenty twenty two is gonna be fun. Um. Well, this is where we would do the plugs, so. Go right ahead, Pete. Where can people find you uh, that's not here?
2: Yeah, so if you guys want to keep up with me, uh, the best way to do that is, of course, on social media, at loud underscore Pete, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, You know, whatever. I'm sure you follow me already. Um, Come keep up with me. Um, You know, I'll still be doing uh, the Flip Screen Games stuff over at flipscreen.games. You can check out my band. Um, I'll still be around the internet. I'll still be around the Discord and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm around. We're still pals forever. So
4: come chat with me.
0: All right, Kale. Uh
4: you may be able to find Phil <laughs> on 103.9 FM hey. K- uh Philadelphia News Anchoring. So if you miss uh Phil's voice, uh listen to his Kermit the Frog ass, uh <laughs> reading the news. Um <laughs> Godspeed to you, buddy. Um you can find him at for the last time. C-Y-B-O-R-G-B-E-B-O-P. There you, you go. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto TotoInto. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com.
0: Marco.
3: You can follow me on Instagram at Twitter and Twitter <laughs> at, at Mr. Marco Ademoto. And... um. Yeah, come talk to me about Swamp Thing, come talk to me about anime. Uh, I'm back on a Gundam binge with some new new Netflix
0: releases. So,
3: yeah, come come chat. Always down for a conversation.
0: As for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Sean Soapbox. Come talk to me about The Matrix Resurrections. I saw it and I absolutely adored it. I'm so So, glad to hear that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Interesting.
3: I
2: know
0: it's like a little divisive. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. You know, I don't even understand really why it's so divisive. I think it was brilliant. um, And I think it was a remarkable movie. It's a head trip. So my matrix heads out there. If you really mess (laughs) with the matrix, then let's talk about it. If you're only a casual fan of the matrix, and you don't like it? I totally get that. Do not reach out to me because if you <laughs> are not well versed. This movie will go way over your head. I do not so, want to hear your lukewarm
2: ass takes.
0: <laughs> no, normally, normally, I would not say something like that. But The Matrix is so dense that you really, really have to get it to get it. You know. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, or hit me up to talk about anything else. If you have thoughts about the show, you want to share. Where do you want to see us go next? Anything and everything I'm open to for uh, these guys after 270 episodes and hopefully many, many, many more to come. I am Sean saying until next week, take care, guys. See you next time.
4: Souls couldn't even hang on for 300.